It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Anyway, this is an ASMR podcast. Yeah, everyone loves it. Um, but yeah, just having a look at some Isn't... games. It's a pick for my next... Well, where's Dragon Age fucking Dreadwolf? Like, what? I didn't even know the next game was called Dreadwolf. What, what even is that? We didn't know that. I'm pretty no. sure we spoke about it on the show, but yeah. Great. Well, I don't know, and I don't it's think that's coming out this year. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did say a couple of months ago that it was in, like, a playable alpha or something, pre-alpha maybe. So it it could it could. Nah. Yeah, it's it's a risk it's a risky pick for sure. And I'm a space and Avowed's not coming out this year. Much as I hate to say it. That's I mean, maybe if <laughs> maybe if you pick it, you can will it into existence. I'm sure. That's true. <laughs> Mate, I'm taking my coffee making to the next level. Oh my it's, god! Um, it's getting pretentious more than it already was. Yeah, <laughs> I've got on a coffee scale <laughs> and everything. A little tamping mat. Okay. I've changed to rave subscription service. I, I don't know what their beans are like yet, so I can't vouch. But I've been using Pact for a couple of years, and I thought it was time to switch it up. You know? Yeah, man. I think it's time. Hmm. Right, let's post to socials. <coughs> Payday Ooh. 3 is an interesting one. I was a big fan of Payday 2, but then the developers suck. So I wonder how that game how is going to go down. How did it review? What, Payday 2? I don't know how the second one reviewed. Uh, yeah. I think it reviewed I know we liked it, pretty but... good. I think it was like low 80s. Let's have a look at the open critic. Really? You think it cracked 80s? Oh, well, God, no. Hang on. 70, 69. I thought it did better than that. That doesn't surprise me. No. I loved Payday 2. That was great. They, yeah, the games definitely got a following, but they didn't review all that well critically. Like us. You know, we, the, the loop was just fun. It was kind of like... Um, they were a bit roguelite weren't they? Come to think of it. Yeah. Yeah, they were a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of RNG. Yeah, camera placements were different every time, and guard placements and yeah. stuff like that. You know, sometimes you Upgrade can get like a roll. Sometimes it was like the 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 safes or the money slots. Um, yeah, you just didn't really know what you were gonna get. Or like the jewelry. Quite, quite ahead of his time. Yeah. But yeah, the problem was the devs being like they just eventually stopped updating console just for no good reason. They were like, "Yeah, they're shit platforms anyway," or something like that. Yeah, they literally <laughs> just outright and... said something really offensive. Yeah, yeah, just like just needlessly cool. alienating like half their player base. But you know, you do you, fam. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that turned out great for them. <laughs> yeah, right. 
You better um you better retweet this. Why? It's outrage, man. I I need you. I need you. I need you. Ah ah I need you. I need you. Is that like Daffy? That's the end dubs. I don't know. I've also I've got work cut out for you today in terms of putting up B roll and, and video in the background. So come on, you're, man. You're you warn me about this sort of shit. Look, I'm just trying to make the show entertaining. Don't blame me for this. Fuck off. There's a reason we're almost at 50 subs. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. I know what you're jawing you about. You vibe with me. Jawing about. Oh my god. Let's not do that again. You haven't even posted anything. I haven't. I'm really having a hard time. I, <laughs> I keep, I keep to... misclicking. <laughs> I keep. It's difficult. Look, it's, look, do you have the link to hand? If you do, give it here. Or maybe you do it, and I'll fucking re. No, I don't have, you. I don't have the link that? to hand. No, you do it. This is awful. I'm sorry, audio listeners. <laughs> we'll start the show any second now. <laughs> Actually, and video listeners as well. Yeah, but it's not like you're looking. We're not like you've got anything good to look at. Both of our (laughs) listeners, both the audiences. Yeah. Okay, copy onto Twitter. I tell you what, Tim, hit the button. This is it. We're ready. I'm. I'm gonna. We're gonna segue into an intro here. Oh God. We're. Wait, what? Live, homies. Okay. Can I say that? I think yeah, I can say I that. I think you can say homies. Yeah. Just everyone will know so you're white, though. Appropriation? Yeah, okay, cool. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Quick Resume podcast, your favorite podcast um, in the world. This is episode 84. Thanks for coming. My name's Deck. That's Tim over there. Hi, my name's Tim. Hi, right, mate. Um, and this is a, a fun episode. If you've come here, but like, if you if you're a returning listener, great. You know, we love you. If you're not, you're probably here because you saw the whole thing about the developer direct and Xbox show. And boy, have we got things to talk about with that. Forty three minutes, apparently, of goodness. You might not have known that, but I know that because I'm a I'm an internet gremlin, and that's what we're here for. You know, to do the thinking mm-hmm. that you don't have to do, or the scrolling that you don't have to do. You know, very true. You know, we can talk. Yeah, we don't want you to go through that. It's difficult. It's rough out there. It's Wild West. Anyway, uh, Tim, how's it going, mate? How's your how's your life? Uh, yeah, no, it's going good, man. It's um, yeah, I started uh, a new job. Who last spoke? And oh, wait, no, I didn't. Yeah, eh, I, uh, maybe. <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> no, I saw. I started last Thursday, so we would have we would have had a podcast in between that. But I don't think I talked about it. But yeah, I'm in a new job. I'm still learning. It's annoying. Yeah, um, I'm kind of tired, more tired than usual. Um, and um, yeah, I kind of moved yeah. as well. So I'm not I'm living with my my partner now. Um, so yeah, oh, wow. that's um, yeah, a lot's happened. But uh, yeah, I'm good, man. And um, yeah, I'm excited for I... all the news that's happened Xbox related this week. So yeah. Yeah. I, I really like the idea of you being like, I, I got a new job. I started a new job. 
Where, where's all my where, Where's the red? <laughs> Did I do good? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember anything over the last week. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. We we got, you know, it's not there's actually not that much like this week. There's been like a couple of like rumors and stuff, but I've generally tried to admit that. You know, there's a little bit of AVK in there, just a sprinkling on our you know, on our slug light in. Oh that's a square. Careful. Oh freaking YouTube gods. Oh freaking heck. Oh fudge, man. It just doesn't feel right. I don't yeah. like that at all. This is not a Christian podcast. I'm sorry. So, um, yeah, like so, but but like, I want the majority of the show really to be focused on the showcase. You know what that means. Um, the conversations that have gone on from like you know Xbox officials surrounding the show. You know, in terms of like, is this the first of many? Is this their new, you know, smaller show format? Is you know 45 minutes? 40. You know, is this that a good length of time? All that good stuff. I think there's some really good conversations to have here about the platform because we've been asking for something like this for years, you know, in terms of a smaller showcase and Xbox just can't keep relying on, you know, a big E3 showing and then maybe like a tiny appearance at the TGAs, uh, you know, because like they've been quite active in the last few years, um, but like they make an appearance at the Tokyo Game Show and then they make an appearance at Eurogamer, but it's all like, here's a trailer you've already seen for a game that, Already, like, there's never any there's never any like real announcement there's a presence no. but it's just kind of like you know so lots to talk about lots to get in yes. uh lots to get into there tim i also wanted to say you know now they're on camera i mean i don't really think you can see <laughs> I've become a bit. What? I've become a. I've become a mustache boy. I've got. I've got a, a, a mustache going on. Oh, I don't okay. think you really tell. And now I, I can I, I tell want... it's a bit fuller than the rest of your beard. Yeah, yeah. But like until you mentioned it, I would. I wouldn't have guessed. It's still not a patch well, of mine. <laughs> I mean, the reason it looks great. And this is this is the beard. This is the beard podcast after all. It is. You know, does it like? Are beards in fashion still? I think they are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, facial hair yeah. is way more in fashion than not having facial hair. Like, I yeah. find it weird when I see someone that's just completely cleanly, cleanly shaven. It looks weird to me. I agree. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah. It's like one of the few things that I latch onto that grounds me in a sense of, you know, like masculinity. Like, if I don't have that... I, honestly, like, what? Like, what? I, I feel like I lose... I lose a big chunk of my identity. <laughs> I look so young as well. It's yeah. pathetic. Like, I look like I'm 13. I, I hate it. I think we're both very similar. Yeah, I feel if I shaved my face, I would actually look 12. Like, I could just I could just go to, like, yeah. a primary school and just sit down and do a lesson. <laughs> yeah. And that would be just weird. Turn up. But apart from the fact... Tables. I'm... That'd be weird for a lot of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> apart from the fact I'm six foot three, if I, like, walked around on my <laughs> yeah. knees... Then I could get yeah, play it. I could get on as a child. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's tough. It's hard out here for those, for, you know, for um white men with beards. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I guess we should probably talk about something related to video games and Xbox, right? Um. Yeah. So let's let's do that, shall we? Um. 
games, games, video games. The more you eat, the more you play, the more you are happy today. Tim, what have you been playing? I'm surprised you actually managed to bring that home in some format. <laughs> I was, I was, yeah. I wasn't sure. I really thought that was just going to fall on its face, but it, it, you at least managed to rhyme it. So fair play. Um, I'm, I'm modern day Doctor Seuss. Yeah. So, uh, what have I been playing this week? Uh, been doing the, the normal Overwatch, Slay the Spire stuff. Um, I'm not addicted, by the way. If you read Dex fucking tweet, he's a liar. He's a liar. You didn't even at me. Dude. You try to sneak that under my fucking nose. You're such Why a rat. You? you never replied to me anyway. What? I've been replying actually quite a lot this week. So do one. You've been doing well this week. You know, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You have been doing well this week. Um, but yeah, no. So I've been doing Slay the Spire. I'm just kind of like interested in just getting all the achievements because I feel like that's the thing about playing something on the Switch. As much as I love, and it's definitely the platform to play it on, I feel like I'm just, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't get anything for my time apart from, you know, enjoying yeah. it. Whereas Xbox, you know, at least I could just be like, oh, I did that. You know, I completed it with every character. I beat the heart in every character. You can see that. Anyone yeah. who looks at my profile could also see that. Yeah. When they add more evidence, social features. It's hard evidence. <laughs> yes, well, that as well. But like, you can you can be like, I loved this game, and you can point to it as like yeah. proof. Like, you know, here's my, you know, go ahead and do a multiple regression, you know, a stat analysis. It's there. The data is yeah, there. The Whereas on there. Switch, it's like, oh, there's hours played. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, you just left it on idle. And they have the like dock. the in-game achievements as well. But like, I don't know. It's kind of not Some really the same. Yeah. yeah um so yeah i've kind of been playing that and it's just like easy chill you know i'm, I'm all i don't think there's i've never not been in the mood to play slay the spire you know it's just like for a quick boot up it's just Pretty such an easy safe pick um yes what else have i been playing i genuinely don't think i've been playing anything else i don't think i've played octopath this week yeah yeah ov i already said ov yeah uh Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't think I've played any Octopath this week. Um, yeah, I think that's genuinely been it for this week. Um, I'm kind of waiting on some stuff. Um, you know, there's some potential purchases coming up for me between late Jan and Feb, so I'm kind of just bouncing between the games I just already have at the moment. So, yeah. yeah. We, we talked about this last night, weren't we? Like, yeah. uh, there's a lot of um, like like stealth i don't know to me there's a lot of games that i've forgotten about in this period um yeah other than the ones we talk about on a weekly basis you know yeah you know there's like wild hearts woe long star wars atomic heart resi remaster uh, remake dead space uh, you know that's right yeah there's so many and it's like i'm never gonna get to play all these games um yeah so you know game passes like at this point because like especially and, and I mean, i'm sure you'll find this at some point as well and i, I mean maybe listeners can empathize too but like when when you're to when you have like less time like at this time in my life you know i feel especially this year i'm gonna be really tight for time i have things will loosen up as we go ahead but like when things are in game pass i'm like that game's getting prioritized yeah like it, it pretty much picks the games i'm gonna play for me because i don't have to obviously i don't have to put the money up for it which is great but it's i can like pre-install it with like no guilt like, i don't have to go back and forth of like am i won't i and then do it the night before mm-hmm. um 
you know i know it's going to be ready for me yeah it just it kind of just selects the games for and i know and then the other thing is i know it's going to leave at some point so it's like you know there's like time pressure to like yeah. have the experience for release yeah yeah definitely yeah I, I i think yeah for that reason atomic heart's quite high up there for me because it's just such a like it's just like yeah there's no like commitment there right you know you just preload it and you just play it if you hate it you hate it if it's shit shit if it's average you didn't pay any money for it so it's kind of fine you know it's not really a big deal yeah yeah um yeah definitely and i'm not sure i can't remember if i, if I even asked this last night is wolong games pass wolong is game pass so yeah it was, it was a big part pass. of the showcase last year they were like look at this team ninja yeah. japanese support let's go i wasn't yeah. sure if it was just like <laughs> xbox marketing and stuff like that or if it was games pass mm. um okay cool yeah i mean that's that's well up there for me as well i mean we we both love that genre of game um and um as much as like i said last i think it literally was last week i'm not the biggest fan of like a samurai sort of aesthetic but i feel like this is kind of are you not no wow. that's what that's what turned me off sekiro a little bit like i'm i don't mind it but really? I, I just prefer the sort of high fantasy vibe than like <laughs> right like that's that why i wasn't has. that keen on like ghost of tsushima and stuff like that like i'm sure it's a great game and i will get around to playing it but like the whole like yeah it's just not the biggest thing for me like same with like um like western games like i just prefer like space aliens high fantasy that sort of stuff like I, that i prefer that sort of aesthetic over like western like red dead redemption or like um something like um yeah sekiro or anything like that so but i i, I will give woe long ago definitely it looks good interesting good. yeah so that that's on the agenda for sure and i, I know there's more that i'm missing um mm. but you know getting the first quarter even just the first quarter of the year is looking stacked and that's if you know xbox doesn't make any announcements and you know if, if the leaks about redfall are right you know in may and presumably starfield's after that but no maybe if we're lucky you know and todd has worked some black magic you know maybe starfield's coming out before that but you know i, I highly doubt but at the same time man i was th i was thinking about this it's like oh is is um uh tears of the kingdom is like the end of may isn't it i think yes is that right? yeah i think so it's definitely yeah it's around that sort of area yeah may june or, or maybe mid mid may yeah um and i'm like god damn like i guess maybe that's good for redfall in the sense that it's coming up before it if, if se the second of may is the lead date like supposedly mm. i mean we'll find out the show next week but um or in two weeks whenever it is um but like it I guess I guess you can't avoid it to some degree, but I just I really don't like the idea of the an, an, another arcane game just like n nobody trying because Breath of the Wild comes out at the same time. But I mean, I yeah. guess you know co-op and Game Pass this time. I mean, maybe you know we'll see. But yeah, it's it does make me sad. But <laughs> it's definitely going to have more outreach than any arcane game in the past, just because of Games Pass. Um, I mean, we've seen yeah, games. Sure. What, what what was the most recent one? Oh yeah, High on Life. You know that that shit yeah. came out to really kind of average reviews, oddly enough. Um, and yeah. yeah, the game literally broke records. So you know, it's it, it's safe to say that the outreach is probably going to be. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if you see a news article being like, "This is the highest played arcane game ever," because it probably will be. Yeah, 
even if it doesn't review yeah, I think like it critically that well you know i, I still think you're going to see headlines like that because it's just it's just getting fast it's just kind of what it does and in people. and it's on one less platform as well like i would still put money on it being the most played arcane game even though it's not going to be on playstation yeah you know what i mean yeah agreed so yeah anyway let's talk about well you know we'll come back around to a lot of this when we start talking about the show and the developer directs uh, you know that that thing i've got i've got things to say you know when don't i this guy right here flapping his lips but i guess you know that's why you know put me in front of a microphone and you call that podcast <laughs> you know give the kid who won't shut up a microphone it's a podcast isn't it nah. yeah it's fine um <laughs> um Cool. All right. Well, let's start with some of the honorable mentions this week. Uh, Tim, The Last of Us TV show has been, it's the reviews are out, you know, the embargo is lifted. I don't think it's, I think it comes out today, actually, to the public. Um, yeah. Maybe later in the day. Yeah. Um, it's come out critically very impressive. Very high scores. HBO continue their trend of, of releasing, releasing really, really good shows. Uh, it's from like the same team that directed Chernobyl. So, Okay. Um, this doesn't surprise me. Well, I guess it kind of does, but I, I'm like less surprised because Chernobyl is like straight up one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. Um, yeah. I mean, so what are you, what are your thoughts on kind of the success here? Um, a lot of people, I, and actually, I'll add on to it before we get into it. A, a lot of the interviews they were doing beforehand, a lot of the directors were like, "Yeah, we told the actors to not play the games, um, to like stay away from that," which is whatever. Like every other game show movie has been like heavily criticized you know the fan base are like you know everybody needs to be an expert two thousand hours played in the game at least they need to know every single line of dialogue and that's been you know a big thing and also this narrative of like the director i think it was the director forgive me correct me if i'm wrong who said like the last of us uh is the best story ever told in a video game you know uh like yeah. definitively stamp the mark on that. It was like the last of us is the best story ever told in the video game. And that kind of got a lot of people um, in a bit of a tiff. Right. So I guess we'll come back around to that. So let's just start with reaction first to, um, to the, to the reviews and stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously I'm happy for it, you know, um, I'm pretty excited to watch it. And, you know, I guess at this point you can safely say that's probably the highest reviewed game related um like tv media live adaptation ever, right yeah yeah like um yeah live adaptation maybe not animated uh yeah, uh, yeah i guess so yeah maybe not animated it's yeah, close like probably Ar- animated Arcane and, all that. and that's right probably still yeah. pivot but uh yeah obviously i think the probably best one up until that point was like witcher wasn't it um or, or pretty much every movie yeah. based off a of video game sucked um so yeah it's it's funny it's nice to see that people are starting to find their foot in this sort of live adaptation um of, of video games you know it's definitely it's are they though well like like i said you know with with witcher and you know that's been pretty good and that's probably been the most recent one up until this one and now this one's even better you can't argue that it's just it's just getting better at this point um the, to what it used to be it's definitely an improvement mm. Mm. Well, clearly you have something to say about this. Open up your fat gob of yours. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. 
no no like you're right like you are right you are right but there is like a big wrinkle to me here which i think it like is a legitimately interesting discussion um and i made some tweets about this the other week and i ended up deleting them because i think they came across really like console warish i that wasn't the intent so bear that in mind when i say what i'm about to say <laughs> and okay. you know all the other stuff that comes with please don't kill me you know like don't send bombs to my house you know stuff like that don't ddos me um <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about filmic games getting one-to-one live-action filmic adaptations. Like, yeah, it's just going to be good because we all agree the script of The Last of Us was really good. The story in that game is very, very good. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, you know, and I, it, when you copy that and put some good actors to it, with the same set pieces and the same plot beats and the same, like yeah, but I don't know, I don't know. Like I, I, I from I read a couple of the reviews, and they said that there's some meaningful changes here and there in terms of like what, like some there's a couple of like new characters and a couple of different things here and there, but generally, <clears throat> the story is followed beat for beat. You know, the okay. same things happen. Yeah, I already know how that show is going to end, and I know how that show is going to start, and I know the things that are going to happen in between, and and I just don't know how I feel about this kind of cadence of like, let's make a good filmic game, and then let's remaster that good filmic game, and then let's make a live adaptation with the exact script of that filmic game, and then let's make a sequel to that filmic game. Like, do you know what I mean? I feel like there is some regurgitation going on here. Because it's good. There's clearly a market for high things that are high quality but told repeatedly. Yeah, I know what you mean. Clearly, you just, know. yeah, it's just kind of like at, at some point you're just flogging a dead horse, right? Uh, it's just right. There's just a bit much, but, you know. Yeah, and then there's obviously a market for this in the terms of like it might pull people into the IP that wouldn't have gone near video games, but like, oh, this is a, this looks interesting, and look, it's been reviewed, and now as a result of liking the show, they're like, oh, you know what? There's a playstation 4 pro or ps5 that's quite cheap and maybe i'll get that with the last of us bundle which you know comes with the the two of them or the three of them if there's another third one at some point you know there's a there's a transmedia effect there that i understand the benefit of regurgitating the the show the the game as a show Mm -hmm. to bring people in but as as gamers who i presume are the the primary audience for the game you know i I don't that's what i mean there's just like a bit of like rocky ground about like i don't know how i feel about this because now it's like is the same thing going to happen with a Horizon show? Is the same thing going to happen with, well, you know, yeah, uh, Ghost of Tsushima show? You know, are we, are we just going to get? Oh, oh yeah, even while on Microsoft side. Although, you know, having said that, I still think Sony's approach is better than Xbox's approach with Halo. So, you know, I'd rather it be same yeah. but good than different but bad. You know, so but so yeah, those are my reservations on it. It's um, but I think it's it's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's it's kind of. Kind of it's a bit of a double-edged blade isn't it because like yeah if you don't then people are going to be like oh they should have just stuck to the source material so good anyway like why change it which is basically what everyone said about halo um and then yeah and then if you do it in the sense of like it's like a continuation of the story or like it's a branch off or something like that then you've got this whole issue where you have to like consume 
multiple types of the media to get the full story and a lot of people won't like that you know like oh you have to play the games but then if you watch the show you get some tidbits on like joel's past or what joel was doing here when he in this point of the game and stuff like that and then it becomes like it's just kind of weird so the safest bet is to kind of just retell it in its own sort of filmatic like format and like safe it's definitely the safest bet um where you're not going to get any backlash for it and then you can still do it well um but then yeah i understand you know it's it's hard to motivate yourself as you that's played the games to like sit down and watch the show knowing how it's gonna start and finish you know it's just like you you start to question is this worth nine hours of my time (laughs) you know to watch when i I already know what it is but then equally it is going to feel different to the game as well like i i i I do think even if you know how it starts and finishes the experience will be different um so yes i i i I agree with you but i also think you're being a bit harsh as well because it will feel different yeah yeah that's not to say like obviously like i'm i'm gonna watch this at some point i don't doubt at all um you know but i can't deny that my excitement is deflated because i'm like i know what happens in this show Mm-hmm. like yeah i think pedro pascal Definitely. is a good actor uh and i think what's her name bella ramsey she was in game of thrones she showed a lot of potential and a lot of people are saying she was a really good fit for the yeah. role you know i think that's all exciting i'm like cool that's like enough i think to make me interested in the show but i'm more excited to show it to my wife who hasn't played the game who you know gets to experience that story because it's a very good story um but yeah. i just think that it is very safe and there is like a degree of risk aversion there that Sony have been leaning into for a while now. Like the last five years, it's like, we're going to make a director's cut and now we're going to make a sequel that's like very, very, like, you know, similar to its predecessor. You know, like that's me. I'm not like, those are common criticisms of like Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok that they, they are a bit samey. They're still very good, but they are a bit samey. And now we're going to, copy xbox's subscription service because you know we need to do that and there's just this very degree of like risk aversion i think going on at playstation headquarters at the moment um and you know there's a reason why i still think like because like you're saying like how do you like do you go for this extended universe kind of approach with a tv show or an adaptation or a live adaptation you know whatever or a movie um and i i just think that the way arcane had more flexibility because you know there was a law in the game but it didn't that game didn't really tell a story mm. so maybe that's a harder um like uh, analogy to draw here but cyberpunk on the other hand i think was like near perfect you know it was like it didn't try and tell the story of v yeah it just it told a story in the universe that was totally independent and it made a couple of references that weren't forced to like some of the things that happen or that you hear about in the game that made it all feel really connected um and and that's obviously a lot riskier but it really paid off because you feel like you're learning more about the universe and it makes you really want to go back to the cyberpunk universe because it's kind of like i feel like i have a more rounded understanding of of the world now and the people there and like i understand these perspectives a bit better whereas i don't know if you can say the same about a one-to-one adaptation. Like after yeah. watching the last of Us show, am I going to go want to play last of us game again? I, I don't think so. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Um, mm. So yeah, I just think it's, it's just an interesting, I, I don't know if we've seen this sort of approach before, I guess maybe it's where I would end this. 
like i think that they're taking that one-to-one -one adaptation approach is really interesting it's obviously very safe it's obviously effective because the stuff all of playstation's like writers are really good for the most part you know like especially over at naughty dog with with the last verse yeah, they just tell good stories so yeah, yeah like it's it's gonna be good and that's that's great overall it's great for the industry so uh but it's an interesting little little thing yeah no definitely yeah agreed so the other side to this, Tim, was what I said before. Um, like I said, the directors, and it's got people in a bit of a huff, and it's been a bit of a controversy for the last few weeks. So I just thought, you know, I'd bring it to the show. Um, <laughs> that the, you know, the director was saying, The Last of Us is like, like cut and dry, like case closed. Like he said something to that effect. I can't remember. Like, like case closed, open and closed. The Last of Us is the best story ever told in a video game. And I was like, Have you, have you played? Is this the only video game you've played? That and Mario? Like, yeah. You know, and Mario's better. Like, it's very Mario. good. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we get to save Princess Peach for the 6,000th time, and there are mushroom people. And Goombas! You know, Goombas. that's scary stuff. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that statement? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of in agreement with you. Um, I think Last of Us has got a great story. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm very aware of the story. I haven't played it, but... Um, so, yeah, I do get that. But the best story ever told? Um... I don't know, man. You could kind of just boil it down to a zombie apocalypse. Oh, spoilers, by the way. <laughs> you can kind of just boil it down <laughs> to like zombie apocalypse, uh, dad daughter relationship. Uh, she's secure. Like, there's not really like an insane amount going on. And that's been done a lot in movies. Like, I've seen multiple movies post-apocalypse movies where it turns out that like the main characters the cure their bloods is the key to for the for the cure you know it's not anything that hasn't been done before uh, let's be real. the main character's got to learn how to how to love a, how a young person yeah. <laughs> like the gruff stoic main character <laughs> yeah it's like it, this shit hasn't it, it's not it's been done before many a time and last of us does do it very well don't get me wrong and it has its own spin on a lot of the stuff but like it's not the best story ever told <laughs> like, uh, no. so you think it's a bit cliche as, like it, as a story yeah, full you, stop. when you boil it down to what it is and yeah the story is quite cliche the main overarching story is quite cliche i think they do a good job with characters relationships and that sort of stuff but like main actual plot it's kind of cliche let's be real yeah no i i can see where you're coming from so so like am i right in thinking that that's like probably a criticism you will have of the tv show as well yeah yeah mm -hmm. so like this was my angle right um of, of like what i thought was was wrong with that um sort of statement yeah, the best story in a video game ever um it doesn't leverage any unique elements of the medium and for me that disqualifies it from ever being in that conversation it, it, you could make the argument it's one of yeah you can make it an argument it's one of the best stories ever told um in tv and i wouldn't argue with you on that because you know if that's your opinion that's fine but it doesn't use the video games in the way that you know bioshock did the way that uh, the Outer Wilds did, Near Automata, Hellblade, um, Immortality, you know, all of these games that could Viva only Pinata. be told through a video. 
Viva Pinata, exactly. Transformers, The Rise of Dark Spark. You know, oh. All of these classics that we know <laughs> that really subvert, you know, your expectations of the story. You know, so so you all know what I mean, you know, like the example of Bioshock being, you know, that you were kind of being manipulated the whole time by dialogue that was being fed to you, you know, by making mm-hmm. you go and do things. And then that's sort of like your interacting with it and the story leverages that in some way. It gives you like a big sense of autonomy, not just telling a story in the way other than having shooty shooty segments you know if you have shooty shooty segment cutscene, shooty shooty segment cutscene, like that's very linear mm-hmm. and that's very filmic and there's nothing wrong with that but it just to me disqualifies it from being in that top or uh, upper echelon of of best stories told in a video game because it doesn't leverage the things that a video game uniquely allows you to do because i you know arguably those are the ones that have the biggest impact Plus, I think kind of environment and where it's set has a big play on that. Because I think Last of Us is just set in just like a real world scenario, right? Where is it? Like New York? Or is it like... I've got no idea. Or is it like... Oh, I, I don't San know. Francisco? I don't know. Is it San Fran? It, it's a know. real place that's just gone post-apocalyptic, right? And then you look at something like... Fucking like, again, I'm going to bring it back to Bioshock. Like Rapture. Like, oh my God, yes. that place is so fucking cool. Like the way it looks, the law behind it, what happened there, all of that. It's just so sick, man. Like that's way cooler than just San Fran has zombies and the grass is long. (laughs) You know, like mushroom zombies. (laughs) Yeah, like I I do think the environment and just creating a whole new world has a big aspect on the story as well and and how it's told and perceived. Um yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I I get what you're saying. I don't I don't necessarily feel the same way, but I I do understand what you're saying. Um, so yeah, that you know it got people in a bit of a a bit of a a bit of a tears. Um, but fun nonetheless. Overall, you know, I think we're all in agreement. That's fantastic. We're, you know, this is good yeah. for the industry overall. Hopefully, a lot of people kind of look at some of the success here. And you know, I don't know if I would want a lot of shows to like. Okay, fuck. This is actually a really good segue, and I totally forgot about this. The Fallout show, right? Uh, this is yeah. arguably Xbox's next premiere TV, and it's a live adaptation. Um, I, I think, from what I can tell, like the cast is looking reasonably strong. So, are the, so is the sort of like directing and uh, producing team as well. I, I can't remember any previous work off the top of my head right now. Um, I know Walter Goggins is in it. No, mm-hmm. Walter Goggins. Uh, I don't know. Okay. From where? It's <laughs> weird name. I don't. I can't remember anything oh. that he's in. But he's a guy. He's a guy that you recognise when you see. He's like a B-list actor. Anyway, he's pretty good. <clears throat> um, you know, would you, with that game, what what do you what story do you want told with the Fallout sh- adaptation? You tell me. Walter Goggins. I just googled him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Walter Goggins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good name. Uh, sorry. What was your question? Sons of Anarchy, that's what he's in. Um, the, the, you tell me what you would like at, out of the... And like, with all of this in mind, you know, the Arcane, Cyberpunk, and now, you know, The Last of Us, I guess Halo has been that mix as well somewhere as, you know, an example of mid. Like, how would you like the Fallout live adaptation to be handled? Like, just a copy of Fallout 3? Or, like, its own thing in the universe somewhere? Like, what is your preference? Um... I don't know, to be honest. Um, 
it's quite a tough one for me because like Fallout 3 was a long time ago now so I do think a retelling of the story in like a, um, a TV live adaptation like formula could actually be pretty cool and Fallout 3 did have a really good story as well and the fact that it's so old now I think a lot of people might have forgot that or like put it you know to the back of their brains and it might be quite nice to sort of re sort of see that in like a different format mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but then equally i do think if you just you know because fallout at the end of the day you kind of just play like a just a guy a protagonist you know he's not <laughs> yeah, he's I not do. kratos he's not joel you know he's just <laughs> a guy so you can literally just kind of make a story wherever you want you know you're just a wastelander you're just in the apocalypse you can kind of make um yeah you can kind of make it like walking dead sort of vibes um each season have like a different sort of like overarching villain or 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 issue or something like that as you know you go to these different towns and um what was the town called in fallout 3 fallout 4 sorry the first one you went to that had like the bomb hanging in it oh the the first fallout one. four yeah fallout four uh, had like the bomb inside the city it's not like was that four or was that three? I don't know. I feel like it was four. Um, four was like Crystal City or something, Diamond City or some shit like that. Oh, okay. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can create all these, you know, all these areas and just tell your own story in them. Um, but I, I would like it to definitely be obviously quite quite gritty and quite dark um, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I feel like that's a, a necessary thing for Fallout um, if you're going to do a live adaptation of it. But really, I don't have a preference. Like, I wouldn't mind if they retold the Fallout Three story because it's been such a long time, and I I wouldn't mind if they did their own their own spin on it. Personally, mm. I think you got a lot of wiggle room with a franchise like Fallout. So, definitely, definitely, and I I guess maybe you know I think the the Fallout comparison is kind of analogous to um, Cyberpunk in a way, you know, because they're these open world games with a lot of choice, you know, especially, you know, arguably Fallout 3 more so, uh, you know, in the sense of how the story diverges based on your decisions, you know, there's a lot of choice based, you know, on that spectrum of filmic and linear, and then on the other end of the spectrum, like, you know, um, choice based and autonomous, you know, Fallout is more in the, in the latter, you know, it's, it's not linear. It's not really that filmic. So I think, <clears throat> trying to tell that exact story is going to be quite difficult, obviously, because it, you know, it depends on what the player chose and did through that story, unless you land on one, one string of it being canon. I think yeah. there's an opportunity to tell a story in the universe, mm-hmm. um, which is quite appealing. So definitely, yeah, we'll have to see really. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. Indeed. Cool. All right. Well, that's the last of us. Um, how what time are we on? Surprisingly, we've been talking for about forty minutes already. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, that was no. I don't know, man. Time flies when you're speaking to good friends. Yeah, please sure. be nice to me. Don't say something mean. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> good friends to tweet behind your back. <laughs> um. Okay, we got the rumor section. The rumor section. Ba da ba ba da ba ba ba. Tim. Last night, the Xbox Era podcast went live and they spoke about Scalebound. Spoke about a possible Scalebound revival with Platinum Games. It's early days. Um, 
this is like big trace, big grain of salt. You know, is that, is that the expression? A grain, a big grain of salt. I think they say take it with like a pinch of salt, a grain of salt. I don't know actually. <laughs> a you big got me. pinch of salt. Kind of a single grain, like a massive singular grain. It's just a rock. It just looks like a yeah. It's just a big old <laughs> crystallized rock. Um, it's just a rock. Um, yeah. So fuck. I can't believe we're back here. Honestly. Um, you know, this is like I said. This this is big pin- pinch of salt. Um, I want it. But- you you really do I, you... I want it. Dude, you oh, give me a fucking man. anime just... DMC style, I have a fucking soul bonded dragon with me. I'm taking that oh, shit. I'm a big fan of that, those kind of games. That's no, that's great, and that's great, but it there's too much baggage. This game is too, too much, much baggage. baggage. They'll fucking they'll build it from it the ground up using like a different engine and stuff like that now. They'll use like Unreal fucking whatever number we're on, five. That. Six. I don't know that. I don't know. They will for five. They're not gonna fucking. They're, they're not gonna release it with its twenty fourteen fucking graphics deck. They might do. You you really think that after what happened with platinum, they're gonna be like, yeah, you fucking just fucking control like delete that, drag it to the no, bin, and and make it again from the ground up. If if I'm Phil and like I, in order to like you know be cost effective, I'm gonna be like, you take what you already built. Make it run at above 30 frames, make it look good, and then we'll have a conversation. <laughs> Maybe. I don't think it was as far on as, as everyone thought it was, though. It wasn't like it was releasing and then they canned it. Like, we saw, like, some gameplay fucking reels of it. Oh, it put never it on the even... Oh. We, we saw some, like, gameplay reveals of it, and we never even got a release day. And then it was just done. It's it's not like like it, it, everyone seems to like think that this project was like out the door and it was fucking finished. Like, I swear it wasn't that far along. Where's the B roll? Just just go to YouTube and just type fucking scale bound gameplay. I don't know. Put it on the background. I don't like your fucking attitude. <laughs> Look, it was in the twenty thirteen. You are you are. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Um. It, it, it was the development from 2013 and then cancelled in 2017. So it had four years of development. This game wasn't far off. Nah. It had three years of concept art, one year of development. <laughs> I worked that at scale could be very true. Based based on the frames it was running at, you might be right. And like, yeah, I just, overall, I'm like, just let this die because I, I just, I feel like it's a lose-lose. I like, I'm with you, man. Like in concept, this was some cool shit. You could get get a dragon arm. You could get dragon breath. You had a friend dragon who helped you in combat. You rode the dragon. Do you know what I mean? This is great. This all sounds great. But then in the gameplay, it was like a bit floaty. There was popping. The frames were really not stable. (laughs) Because it was early. It was early and that's footage. The only, that's the only silver lining I can find here is that maybe maybe the the hardware just wasn't good enough to support the ambition with Scalebound. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe there's like actually a charge that hit um ka, 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 Kamiya? Hideki Kamiya? Yeah, yeah, uh, lead lead on the game. 
went back to Phil and he was like, look, with look how monstrous the Xbox Series X is. Ooh, it's so big, Senpai. It's so big and warm <laughs> and round. And maybe it could maybe it could run scalebound now. You know? Yeah. So that's the only silver lining I can find here in terms of like it, this being get grounded in any sort of reality that, it, you know, if there was something to leverage against the criticism of the gameplay that we saw, it was that it performed really badly. And therefore, you know, the, the, the modern series S and X might be a remedy to that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't be upset if they just like, I'm, I'm looking at the gameplay right now and it's not, it's not the ugliest looking thing anyway. Um, and if you can polish this up and get this running at 60 with the beefy Uwu series X, and yeah. and you can you know have this running at a consistent 60 this shit drops into game pass you know you, you know you, you don't need to drop 70 quid on this game like it could still be pretty fire man and like the concept is is great like i said this whole like cool anime fucking dmc style i'm yeah i have a pet dragon shit like it's awesome dragon's dogma kind yeah, of vibes I like yeah it is struggling with kind of as you're right and like you know i'm watching the gameplay um and it's like it looks fun man like it looks like there's a good game here there is a good game here but it, it just there's like some of the ai looks kind of wonky you know the frames look off but it's pretty and the gameplay looks fun and you know there's it's like you said it's, there's some novelty there in terms of having a fucking dragon like there is a lot of coolness here there's a lot to like but i i think what is really interesting you may recall this kind of um public reaction that when this game was shown off in 2013 you know this was shown off i think either the year the xbox one launch year and this was quite hype to watch at the time mm-hmm. but a lot of the public like the, the temperature on it was quite mild you know it was like uh, this looks okay this looks okay you know there was it was quite mixed i think for the reasons that we've already outlined you know um and then when the game was cancelled Everybody was like, oh my God, this looked so good. Do you know what I mean? There's so many like people yeah. <laughs> fucking astroturfing, you know, pretending like they cared in the first place. That's what it felt like anyway, because there was a mismatch between the, the reaction when the game was announced versus when it was cancelled. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at this. Fine giant bug, dude. Look at this. Yeah. Look at giant this. Bug. It looks cool, man. I always thought this game looked cool. It does look cool. Yeah, release it but like I, I, like it is with frames. I'm still happy with like 60 frames. You give it a bit of an overhaul and try and shift some of the assets into a new engine. You got yourself a pretty a pretty sick game here. Like it, 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 if you're willing to pump more more budget into it and say this is now doable with the consoles. Um, I I think either way, like you've either got a quick win here. That ends up being a solid like mid seventies game or something, or like, you know, like I said, you could genuinely just try and shift quite a lot of this into like a new engine, perhaps, and yeah, you can make something pretty pretty spectacular here, potentially. So, I don't think it's a bad route to take. Like, whether you go for the cost effective route or I the more know, expensive yeah. route, um, I, just... I don't think it's too bad a route. I guess, like, there's part of me which is, like, you know, it it seems that there's been, like, a real renewed focus on Xbox in the last couple of years to, like, make sure that they have a higher quality bar. Like, after the the second half of the Xbox One generation with ReCore and Crackdown and at least the launch window of Sea of Thieves and Master Chief Collection, you know, like, the list of of the platform holders games that 
just flopped should not be that long like yeah. that's really embarrassing and you know you add that to a couple of cancellations and closures whether it was scale bound or you know lionhead studios closing down fable legends was another one you know and it just it's such a bad look and i just get the sense that the last few years xbox have been like we're delaying now you know we know the amount of money like microsoft is fully backing xbox now we're delaying starfield we're like xbox's marquee game and we're gonna have a dry ass 2022 because of it but this game needs to it needs to be critically well received mm-hmm. same with redfall they delayed halo infinite off the launch of the console man they yeah. had mo- they had it was on the box <laughs> on the box yeah. and like do you know what i mean like so it, it seems to me that there's a commitment for them to swallow their pride and be like no this isn't ready we need to delay this at all costs. Like we need the, we need to build up reputation again. And like, there's just part of me that's like scale bound is like drags the conversation back to that. Yeah, like and I just feel like, Xbox. no matter. Yeah. And it's like in, in the 1% chance that they, you know, get, let's say, I don't know, four years to fully reboot scale bound, you know, maybe they make use of the old assets and that can speed up the pro, you know, they've already got the concept art. Um, and they nail it and it's like you know 85 metacritic and that you know xbox fans are elated because it's like wow look at this nostalgic game that we've you know we've spoken about for years and years and years and it's back and this is new xbox and look at you know look at them using the money to like bring back these you know i i still think that that's kind of the the odds of that being a full success is so low compared to like a mediocre scale bound that comes out and then everyone's like, why did Xbox bother revisiting this? Do you know, it starts like questioning the decision-making again. Why do they bother doing that? Mm. You know, or they reboot it and, it, you know, we're talking about it for another fucking eight years. And it's like, <laughs> I wish they just put their resources on a new IP onto a competent team rather than back into Platinum, who've clearly pissing Xbox around. You know, do you know what I mean? So there's, just, there's a lot of opportunity for, I think, things to go wrong. And that's what <laughs> keeps me hesitant yeah, about what, this. It, it is unlikely. Don't get me wrong. but. I'm definitely on the bandwagon of I'd like to see it come back. But everyone has their own <laughs> view on these things, you know. This is more my style of game. I like it. No, I like the look of this man. I like the oh, look hey, of this. I remember man. watching the trailers. I, I remember watching the trailers and being like, this looks this looks awesome. The frames aren't there. But other than that, this is, like, even visually, it looks pretty good. I can't lie. Like, it, it does look pretty good visually. It's not a bad um, and it looks fun and you know i guess maybe part of the the other part of this as well i remember when they showed they had showed it for the second year running or something and then they showed like some weird multiplayer mm. remember that this game multiplayer yeah yeah the i co-op in that. that yeah supposedly that was microsoft at the time trying to force co-op onto everything pretty much you know fable legends this game, this game does not need co-op. Look, look at this. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was yeah, like the same person. It was like the multiverse of like this guy. Yeah. Um. So I would be okay with them just like cutting that. Let Platinum do them. It's quite funny because at the time Xbox was trying to upscale into more multiplayer and more co-op, but now it it's the other way around. Where, where Xbox needs? Oh, is it? Yeah, Xbox needs um more single player games. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's yeah. It's such a tricky fucking thing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Plus, uh, mate, I don't want to think what this game would run at when I have two or three mates also with giant dragons on my screen and in my game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but I, I suppose, like, it is kind of... 
it could also be like that marquee Japanese game as well. Like I can see the use case for this happening. Um, it's just that there's so much scope for it to go wrong. Um, you know, because I think it, it scalebound is kind of like a what's the expression? Horn of Gondor. Scalebound is Gondor. the horn of Gondor. Yeah, for <laughs> for Xbox gamers. Like a bit, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. It's yeah, it's it was kinda yeah, I I, I do agree, people blew it out of proportion. It was kinda nothing and then it as as everything with gaming news and just everything like that, as soon as something turns negative, that's when it gets the spotlight. Um I, mm-hmm. I I will agree with you on that. Um but yeah, I, I mean overall I think this is pretty unlikely. Um but I would I would be pretty I'd be pretty accepting to it. Personally. I'd be interested. I'd be interested. It just it would need so much quality control because they couldn't fuck this up a second time. It's just such a bad look to fuck it up a second exactly. time. Exactly. That's that's yeah. ultimately and it's a bad look to also revisit it and and have it come out at like a fucking 60 as well so it's like yeah it's just it is it's too risky and 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 i think xbox are kind of past those days now of of taking these risks um you know especially on a on a project that's already failed once um yeah that's kind of like the old xbox yeah all right, well, that's Scalebound, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that heated, <laughs> heated conversation. I think I'm sure, like every Xbox fan, like kind of feels quite strongly about Scalebound in some way. Because, like I said, it really was the the stamp of like, fuck, things are falling apart. <laughs> yeah, and like because it, you know, it had so much potential. But yeah, um. Very quickly, before we move on to the main stories, then, uh, there is a rumor floating around at the moment, and this comes from Extasis on Twitter. I believe he's a Spanish user. He's had, like, a decent record um, with inside information. We spoke about him on the show before. Um, that I think it was him, anyway. Sorry if I got that wrong. Um, that Microsoft are going to be showing something at the Super Bowl mm. on February the 12th, which would be interesting. Probably that Ooh, new Oh, I wonder what they'd show. <laughs> you think? Well, with the, the touchscreen on it, yeah, that no, wasn't even a touchscreen, was it? Just an LCD OLED, rather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder what they're going to show. Maybe what do you think they're going to show, Deck? Oh, I wonder. I really, I'm struggling to think of something they would sh- Starfield. Nah, I think it's going to be the scale bound reboot. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> you think that's their time. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, it'll probably be Starfield. Yeah considering it costs like i think i think like um advertising time in the super bowl is the most expensive um form yeah. of, of advertising in the entire world like literally like 10 seconds of that is like millions <laughs> many yeah yeah many dollars so yeah I'll pretty yeah i think it's quite interesting because i don't know if Xbox have ever had any sort of presence or Microsoft have had any sort of presence at the Super Bowl before, I think somebody did... I, something was shown a couple of years back, I think. I really can't remember what it was, but I remember me and you talking talking about it mm. being at the Super Bowl. Some game thing. I can't remember what it was. If it was Xbox or if it was PlayStation, I really can't remember. But, you know, 
it would be promising, honestly, if they were looking at this, because we've all we've repeatedly said that Xbox needs to have its marketing in more mainstream places. Like I feel like they've lent a bit too heavily into like you know, like neo marketing. I don't know what they fucking call it, but that's what yeah. I'm calling it. Uh, you know, like virality and word of mouth and Twitter, you know, rather than like I you know, I said this to you when God of War was coming out when I was driving into city center, you know, Birmingham. Uh, there's like massive signs up like mm. massive like on the side of buildings like i'm talking like 30 foot sized posters bigger it was on the side of buses you know and you people see that shit like i i, I don't people i don't know yeah. i feel xbox needs presence like that yeah yeah i feel like they they do a good for, for their big games um especially like halo infinite and gears i remember seeing a lot of tv ads for those um and stuff like that but yeah nothing outside of like yeah like you said they don't have anything on like like buildings or posters or anything like that or um yeah just different forms of advertising it's kind of tv or like you said they just do word of mouth a bit of social media twitter marketing they market on Mm. their own platforms like their own website and their own dashboards for Xbox and stuff like that. But it doesn't really go much deeper than that. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I do agree. They could improve in those sort of areas, um, especially for the likes of Redfall and Starfield and stuff like that, when they want to turn around their image um, on these games. So Definitely. And you know, I think the only counter argument really I can think of is that obviously with, like you said, the price being so high, like could they more effectively spend this? And I'm sure that's, a, you know, internally, those are the conversations Xbox like have, you know, like what's the point in us spending this much money on, um, uh, you know, a, a minute TV spot when we could pay people to do the marketing here and you know get influencers to talk about the game for 15 minutes and shit like that so but nonetheless it's less to do with that and more that there's uh i think they're missing key demographics by not um doing the real world stuff yeah so agreed rad okay then tim it's the main story time oreo Oh, yeah. I've been waiting for this one. Oreo. Xbox fucking Oreos, dude. Now, this is the form of marketing I can get behind. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I call (laughs) pseudo-marketing. Putting fucking Starfield on an Oreo. Let's go. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Todd will find a way to make Skyrim playable on an Oreo <laughs> tabletop. <laughs> They're like counters or something. Yeah, it'd be so good. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Skyrim now playable on Oreos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That's funny. The reason that this was really funny was because, like, like Windows Central, Jess Corden had just like leaked the show. I think. I think they just leaked the the developer, developer direct show. Um, and everyone was like, "Announcements coming soon. It's got to be real." You know, everyone like in the community is getting like anxious and like biting their nails. Like, it's got to be real. Like, he's got. <laughs> and the next one to make a big announcement that they've partnered with Oreos. And there's a B button on some Oreos, and an X button on some Oreos. <laughs> and everyone was like, "This can't be. This can't be it." Um. 
but then obviously the, the, the official announcement came i think a day later of the developer direct but um man you know just talking about fucking marketing man what is it with xbox and <laughs> like doing weird partnerships with like food products i don't know mm. does this work like i i it feels weird to me. Oh yeah, because they had the uh, Xbox Krispy Kreme, didn't they? Um... The Xbox Krispy Kreme, and they did like uh, energy drink, uh, like a Conquer energy drink, uh, a couple months ago. It was called the Big Poo or something like that. I, I don't remember. It was like it's really fucking stupid. And there's just they've done a lot of stuff like this. Xbox shoes, like, I don't know if this is a good use of budget, to be honest, like, I don't really understand. Oreo's a big dude. They're some of the biggest cookies in the world. You get your fucking logo on an Oreo, you're going places. So we can do that. No, we, we can't. can't. You just hear what I said. Really? It's one of the biggest cookies in the world, Dick. <laughs> we're not even close yeah, to Oreo. The... We can maybe, Fuck. maybe... Get our logo <laughs> on like a fucking a blue ribbon or something, maybe. <laughs> maybe at best if we're lucky yeah. on a hobnob <laughs> on the back of a hobnob. No, hobnobs are big. Stop naming big cookies there. Get your head oh, out of the cookie jar. Shit, aren't they? They fucking suck. Whether you, just because <laughs> you that... don't like hobnobs, Dick, it doesn't mean they're a tiny weeny cookie. You're not the only person on the fucking planet. Not to me. Look, when I go to the negotiating table and they're like, okay, we can make you, we'll cut you a deal for 1.5 million. I'm going to say, look, I don't like Hobnobs personally. So yeah. how about we bring that down to 10 pounds? Yeah. <laughs> deal. Just spit on they're my hand. Like, yeah. Deal. They're all like whispering. Like, yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't like Oreo. Uh, he, he, he doesn't like Hobnobs. <laughs> he doesn't like Hobnobs. Yeah, he, he did say that. on the. All right. Yeah, deal. Tenner. <laughs> yeah that's fair enough we've got to respect your opinion on the matter yeah oats not for you give you a sore tongue 10 yeah. <laughs> personally we kind of hate hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> we've been trying to change this formula for years but there are some sickos out there that are just addicted to the stuff so you know uh, really it's our it's our main i don't trust anyone that likes a hobnob over a digestive personally i don't know me, me and beth just had this conversation this morning and it's yeah, offended my very nature what, she likes hobnobs over yeah. digestives. She prefers hobnobs over digestives, yes. It's concerning, right? That's like sociopath level. Yeah. That's pretty fucked, Beth. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, it is. Do Americans have rich tea biscuits? I love rich teas. I think they're pretty good, aren't they? Yeah, rich teas are great. One of my favourites. milk? Yeah, big fan of malt milk. I, I, I like my basic... Uh, biscuits that just go well with the tea. Yes. Yeah. Just simple. Yes. They're not overindulgent. They're just good, man. You know what I really like? I go on. Uh, one of the, you know the Viennese fingers. You know with the chocolate oh, in the man. middle. And the yes. yeah, those are it's like fucking, shortbread. Yeah, yeah. Those are oh, fucking God. fire, dude. Those are so good. I know. Yeah, I I know very little about Vienna. I mean, I think it's Vienna. It is the capital of Austria, right? It's Thailand, isn't it? It's all right. <laughs> Thailand, that's the one. But I, I tell you what I do know. They make some fucking good biscuits. They do. They make a good biscuit. Yeah. Fox's biscuits, I, I would say, are the best brand. That's like premium, high tier. Yeah. Yeah, Fox. Fox have got some good tier. biscuits behind them. They do. They do. 
did custard creams come before Oreos? This is really stimulating yeah. conversation. Yeah, Oreos. custard creams. Came they before. did. Yeah. That's interesting. Anyone who didn't think... know we were a British podcast now know we're a British podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the fuck is a custard cream? Why are you putting cream in your custard? This is overkill. <laughs> custard cream. You don't because trust now me. I'm, now I'm like, no, no, no. I do no. I do trust you. I'm. I'm more thinking like did cust did Oreos copy custard creams or bo- or bourbons? Yeah, but obviously bourbons are a bit more chocolatey. I just feel like they're more of a copy of um, what are they called? Custard creams. Yeah. I mean, I don't think custard creams patterned the no one else can fill a biscuit no, with cream. <laughs> Well, no, but it's like vanilla. It's like white vanilla filling. That's like where I'm, where my head's at with this. Yeah, and custard creams have a custard filling. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. What? It's like a custard cream. It's not vanilla cream. Yeah, we're really going on a tangent here. Where in the wheat is. Okay, here we go. A custard cream is a type of sandwich biscuit popular in the United Kingdom and Republic of Ireland filled with a creamy flavor, no, creamy custardy, custard flavored center. Hang there on. you go. Traditionally, hang the fuck on. <laughs> Traditionally, the filling was buttercream, but nowadays, cheaper fats have replaced butter in mass produced biscuits. The filling tastes of vanilla and as such is more akin to the taste of custard made with custard powder and egg custard. Okay, so we're somewhere in the middle here. No, we're not. It it's vanilla. What do you mean? It's, it tastes of vanilla. It says it right there. I'm literally poking my screen. It tastes of vanilla. God's sake, man. There is vanilla, man. Seriously. What is custard? What's the flavor of custard? I... All right, we're getting deep here, man. That's like just saying, what's the flavor nah. of anything, Nick? How do I describe nah, the flavor, flavor of is. raspberry? Vanilla. Oh, it's not. Custard is not naturally occurring. Deck. You can't this go is, to a tree and squeeze custard out of it. <laughs> Hang on. It's oh, my be. God. Is, is custard vanilla? Dude, Beth just typed hot knobs for life in the chat. <laughs> 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 can i ban from right. here can i block <laughs> no I, I don't think you can oh yeah i think you could actually yeah i could uh anorexic cookies for us in north america look i know mate it's okay look well, i'm not gonna be that guy but you know sandwich biscuits that's that's essentially the topic here and 
Can we talk about the I'm director? Really, <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm not okay. <laughs> What's the flavor of custard? Deck. Custard is its own thing. It's like a branch off from vanilla or something. I don't know, but it's its own Main thing. Main ingredients, milk, cream, egg yolk, sugar, vanilla. <laughs> it's vanilla, man. It is vanilla. So many things have vanilla in it. You need to just chill out. No, I don't. Just because something has vanilla in the ingredients, it doesn't mean it's vanilla. Like, I don't... Your argument is so odd. No, it's not. It's not. If custard cream, if if the cream in custard cream is custard flavor, what's the flavor of custard? The flavor of custard is vanilla. Therefore, the flavor involved in custard cream is vanilla. And that means it's similar to Oreos. I think I'm about to. This is where you tell me that Oreos podcast. I, I'm I'm about to just get up and walk out. This is no, this is good conversation. I fucking eat him. <laughs> and this is the only this is the only opportunity we're ever going to get to have a semi-related biscuit conversation. No, we could you do know, this, this privately. This come twice. <laughs> we do not need to use airtime for this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> airtime. It just says it's sweet cream filling in Oreo. It doesn't say vanilla. That's weird. <laughs> so Oreo this entire cup? thing is no. <laughs> this entire. <laughs> There's a tag about an Oreo boycott in 2015. Really? That's why Xbox yeah. jumped in and partnered with them. Vanillin. Vanillin. Uh, Vanillin. So let's you know talk about is? the uh, developer direct <laughs> showcase coming up. Rumoured to come up on the 25th of Jan. <laughs> no, it's not rumoured. It's been confirmed. You it's dope. been confirmed. <laughs> and it's kind of okay. weird that there's an underscore in the in the name but i think that's because it's Thank a developer you. direct and underscore is a very used symbol in coding developing i don't i think that's what they're going okay. for i genuinely think that's that, what that's a is. fair point i just i just didn't like how you were saying it it was really i didn't like assertive tim i do quite frightening actually well fucking you were only talking about Quite fucking biscuit filling so i had to take over no it's okay look we're fine we're fine it's okay i'm sorry we can move on close the tabs i can still see your eyes jotting over to it close the tabs <laughs> get to the bottom of this <laughs> um yeah okay right let's do it let me make a timestamp, and then we can talk about Something actually, you know, relevant. Well, uh, what we on one, two, one, two, three, great. Okay, yeah, fucking Xbox Developer Direct, man. We did it. We've got a little show around Xbox coming up. Uh, I hate that name. I hate that name. I hate that name. I don't oh, think it's that bad. I've got. I hate that name for as many fingers as I have. I hate it ten times. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, I think it's kind of catchy. Developer direct. It's it's just like, you know, it kind of does what it says on the tin. You know, it's like I don't know. I feel like fucking Nintendo's like Treehouse is fucking worse. Like what? <laughs> what, what even is? I don't that? know. It has some personality. I, I, I fucking Treehouse. Maybe I feel different. Maybe I feel different after seeing it, but like, 
the, the, the competitors for the, you know, the contemporaries are Nintendo Direct and State of Play. You know, one of these is not like the others. It doesn't have his... It's not an Xbox show, I thought you man. might go off into a song there. One really? of these is not like the others. <laughs> that you had to do Pretender. <laughs> yeah. Xbox are the bloody Pretenders here, you know? Like, because if you're an onlooker and you see a show called Developer Direct... It sounds quite technical and a bit kind of boring, I guess, maybe. It doesn't... It sounds... Yeah, it sounds like a dev... Um... Update. Yeah, like a yeah. dev update or like dev a dev, diary. you know, sometimes they do those conferences. Yeah. And, and like it doesn't, if, if, why didn't they, why is it not Xbox Developer Direct? That would make this better for me. I don't know. It just seems so silly. Well, just, State of Play has play in it. Yeah, like X, yeah. I was about to say Xbox Direct, but literally it's just Nintendo Direct. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think. They, they could have definitely done better on the naming convention, but I don't hate it. Like, I think it's just... Why a, is there an underscore? Because it's it fucking developer. It's like it's coding. I think that's genuinely what they were going for. I think that's like the theme. No, I, I I guess I understand your point. I just think it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> My God, the way you said that. <laughs> I like burp, burp, slip down. I said it. Sorry. Um, what's, what is that? What's fucking that lads charting out my window? Oh, really? Yeah. Can you get their attention? What, what do they think about the developer direct? Can you ask? Um, or maybe custom dreams. I don't want to. I don't want to. They could hurt me. I don't want to do it. <laughs> they seem very, very jolly for two in the afternoon on <laughs> Sunday. Yeah. A bit too jolly, if you ask me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think, although I will say, maybe. Maybe can you just put the um the key art up on the screen? Because um, I, I do think the key art is quite cute. Um, like the little animation they had, I think they had like a little GIF when they announced it and the little like, Xbox got drawn on by a little pen and the little Bethesda sign. I thought that was quite cute. I think the key art is quite cute. And the way it's like on a whiteboard, you know, or like a, yeah, yeah, a whiteboard and they've got some, some key art there for um some of the games. I quite like that. I quite like the format of that. I think that's quite cute. I just the, the name is just not doing it for me. Um, but like I said, maybe after the show, like the point of the show is that it has no host, Tim. I don't know if that's new information to you. There's no host. It's just the devs at the studio. Yeah. Do you is that good for you, or do you, do you need a host? Do you need somebody to be making jokes about? No, silly shit. I think I'm quite happy no. with them just going from studio to studio and them giving us updates on how they're working and you know what the game's looking like. Maybe some new reels. I'm pretty happy with that. I'd rather hear from the people actually making the game rather than some guy reading off some fucking cards in his hands. Um, yeah. Yes. And I, I think um, like this is a lot of feedback that you know the team has gotten about their shows that they don't we don't need. Like, there's a time and a place for hosts, but oftentimes there's got to be someone charismatic on the team to actually just like speak to the camera, you know, and tell me what's exciting about your game, you know. And mm. I, I think that often, like the Nintendo Directs and the State of the State of Plays, they always do that sort of thing where it's just like the devs will give us a ten minute walkthrough, 
these are the characters this is the customization and then you know it cuts to the you know some gameplay um i i think that's a good approach like they literally went out of their way to say that like, there's no hosts it's just devs talking and that obviously you know is in line with the naming convention that you know it's giving devs a chance to talk about their game and they don't have to have a host that they don't know you know try and um mediate that between the host and the between the developers and the viewer yeah um, exactly. so i think that's good overall yeah. listening to feedback clearly mm-hmm. yeah so the other thing here um is that uh i can't remember the exact word oh here it is yeah so aaron, aaron greenberg had, you know tweeted and quote tweeted us <laughs> firstly you know the quick your boys you know quick resume podcast let's go we said we were gonna live stream it First and foremost, you know, hearts out to you, Greeny. One with the team. He also spoke about the show uh, on a number of different levels. For example, he quote tweeted and said, join us on January 25th for our first developer direct. A new approach with no hosts to share the magic of being inside our studio, seeing extended gameplay and hearing directly from the dev teams working hard on some of the games coming for you. So, what I wanted to kind of focus on here is the first bit. Yeah. This is the first developer direct. You know, this indicates to me, obviously, and everyone else with ears and, and a functional brain, that this is going to be an ongoing thing, providing they get good feedback for it. Um, so, like, if if this is an ongoing thing, bearing in mind as well that the time that they've set it, they've set it at 43 minutes because it's pre-recorded and not live. Um, what, like, what would be the best thing for you? Tim, what would like? Do you need this once a year on top of an Xbox showcase? Do you think maybe twice a year? Should it be flexible? Should we always like have an expectation that we're going to have one at the beginning of the year and then one maybe towards the end of the year and then the showcase bang in the middle? More than that, less than that. Like, what, what, what are your thoughts on the cadence of this sort of show if, um, if it all pans out? I would say no more than about three times a year. I'd say two is a pretty good number. Um, and then like the big showcase that we tend to to do, um, you know, whether that's E3, uh, you know, game awards appearances, that sort of stuff, uh, alongside two of these developer directs. I also think having one uh, like every like third, you know, just like every like four months, you know, dev diary, uh, four months later, developer direct, four months later, developer direct, you know. Uh, but I think any more than that, um you know having once a quarter and stuff like that i feel like that's just too 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 many at that point um to have four of those and then multiple other appearances at these other places uh, i think for me a good number mm-hmm. is around two to three um yeah yeah i i think that sounds healthy you know if, if i was to just pull a number out of my ass that would that would probably be what i'd land on um I, you know I, I don't really know if like Obviously, the state of plays that Sony do, you know, they depend on what games they have coming out. You know, they yeah. won't have one if not. Whereas I feel like there's a distinct possibility that Xbox could do a developer direct, for example, for a back half of the year that doesn't necessarily have any first party exclusives, but does have a bunch of indie and AAA games coming to Game Pass, for mm-hmm. example. You know, And I think it would be maybe a bit of a mistake to start muddying that water. You know, save the Game Pass reels for big bigger shows or as part of a bigger first party show you know like having having three minutes of this developer direct that's you know focused on forza minecraft legends um redfall and the other one um 
Zenimax. That would be fine, but like you know, like muddying the water of like, oh, we're actually just going to show third-party Game Pass games in this developer direct. I think would be a bit of a mistake. I think what mm. they need to do is start setting the expectation that when they reveal this, everyone can get excited of like, wow, you know, it's Xbox first party showing their stuff. It, you know, all this stuff that we've been so excited about the fa- uh, the fables of the world and the avowed and the state of K threes and the, okay, you know, so the you coalition's think keep it, game. You think keep it first party only, not n- not even if there's like games pass day ones. You 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 don't want to see that. You don't want to see like lies of P. You know, and all those sort of games appear in these developer directs. You want it to be only first party. I think so. Yeah, I I just. I feel like there's another space, like because you know, like they've also been doing their indie Twitch streams as well, which have been like not good. It's been the same thing. There's like a host sitting in their bedroom, you know, trying to mediate the conversation between devs over Microsoft Teams for, and they're like three hours long, you know. And there's some like good, obviously good games in there, and there's like gameplay and everything, but it's just like no, nobody's watching that. I, I do, I feel like you can do justice to those games without muddying expectations by having them either in a B-roll or at some of the bigger shows, you know, the showcases. They've gone for like an hour and a half, you know, or the TGAs or Gamescom. You know, that's the opportunity, I think, for those games at the other shows that we spoke about earlier that Xbox typically has a presence at but doesn't typically announce things. Yeah. Um, I just think, you know, if, 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 if they start blurring that line of like, next time we announce a Direct, it might just be game yeah. pass stuff i, I think yeah because i i guess the whole point of what we wanted when we spoke about this in previous episodes and what the community has kind of wanted was a way a more frequent way to get updates on the xbox's first party because they've been so funny about communicating it uh, you know where games are at one of the release dates, mm-hmm. you know the only thing we fucking hear is when they get delayed <laughs> that's true that is true um, and there definitely won't be a, a, a like a lack of that moving forward, especially this year, and especially like even in the years to come. You know, if we acquire Activision Blizzard and we got Bethesda and all these people under our belts, all these studios, uh, you know, Avowed coming up, which will most likely be next year. You know, there's definitely enough to talk about to make these things solely first party only. Um, you'd like to think. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's exactly it. Um, <clears throat> we had, you know, back in then, we, we spoke about this on previous weeks as kind of a criticism of the platform. But, you know, uh, a year ago, maybe two years ago, Matt Booty was on record saying, you know, oh, we were having a problem scheduling all these games in with the shows that we have. Mm. And then there was a big gap in 2022, which obviously, you know, like shit happens. Um, but it's been a like, it's been a while now since all these acquisitions happening. There's only so long a community can, can wait. And, you know, I'm sure you're feeling it in the same way that, that I am, that it's like, okay, 2021 was good. Couple of wrinkles there for the platform, but generally that was a good year for the first party studios. And we're all happy with that. And then it was just disappointing to lose that steam again in 2022, mm-hmm. considering the Bethesda acquisition closed, you know, nearly two years ago, well, over two years ago now. The other acquisitions they did happened at E3 2017 and 2018. Yeah. Like, which by the way, I was what I watched that part of the show back the other day, and that was a fucking good show. Like the fact when Phil, Phil Spencer was just out on, on stage going, Undead Labs joining the team, Playground joining the team, 
Ninja yeah. Theory joining the team. Compulsion Games. I just won off the... Am I creating the initiative to create a new game? That was, that was a hype. Yeah, it was um, pretty good. Yeah, it was a good show. So, yeah, it's just... I Yeah, they definitely need a way to support showing... Um, all of the, the you know the first pie catalog that they're they're working on, um, yeah. I think they need because that that was equal parts a problem with the marketing discussion we've had earlier. You know that the first party games aren't getting the spotlight that they need. You know, like this that thing happened a couple of months back with Redfall, where some like there was like a two minute gameplay trailer that came out that was the people that did see it, it resonated really well with i saw a lot of opinions turning on that trailer and from that point onwards really but you know a lot of people are like, oh it's like this and not like that oh yeah. i might actually be into this yeah and xbox didn't retweet it until like a day later you know no, there was no xbox acknowledgement there was just no synchronization and i think just having a centralized show like this allows them to go like here's the bethesda game that's coming up next this is an xbox you know it's got a big xbox label on it this is ours. It's coming out then. Here's some cool gameplay. And that's mm-hmm. especially, you know, with the acquisitions and stuff, it just really creates that brand association. So all good stuff. Definitely. Definitely. So I also wanted to just quickly go over what they've said is the contents of this show. Um, what was kind of your reaction to kind of what they've officially said is coming, which includes The Elder Scrolls Online, Forza Motorsport, minecraft legends and redfall is that good are you happy with that is that disappointing does it depend on what they show and what we hear you know what 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 did you think uh i'm pretty happy with that overall um i would have definitely liked see starfield's name in there um that that's pretty disappointing to 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 not see that um but yeah, I mean, you know, I I do want to see more gameplay on Minecraft Legends just so I actually can fully understand what that game even is, um, <laughs> and you know, get kind of excited for it because it could be something that I might quite like. You know, I've I've enjoyed RTSs in the past like that, and if they can port over a kind of simplistic one and have it on console and have it be all quite quite goofy and quite fun um i can see that being a pretty cool game dropping it to games pass um one of the biggest ips yeah. in the world as well so like um yeah i'd really like to see more on that uh and obviously i'm gagging to see more redfall and, and and understand what's happening behind the scenes of that maybe get some new gameplay slices um and you know just just kind of understand you know exactly what they're going for um I'd, I'd i'd like to see more on like loot and how loot works in that game as well like actually see some like drops on the floor and you know how the inventory works you know are these guns that have mm-hmm. like big blocks of text with like effects and cool abilities you know for like the legendaries or are they more like simplistic in their design you know for like legendaries and stuff like that um it'd be interesting to get a confirmation on on all that sort of stuff um but yeah i you know and obviously seeing forza as a nice graphical showcase you know people are very excited for that not my cup of tea but i i always still like picking my jaw up off the floor when i see those games um yeah man i'm 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 pretty excited for that um i'm a solid like eight out of ten you know for that but like seeing starfield's name in there would have put me up to like a nine ten out of ten like let's yeah let's fucking click on this shit let's get a magnifying glass let's watch this on point two speed 
<laughs> yeah, let's, let's get a magnifying glass out. Each pixel. Yeah, exactly. But I'm still. I'm yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm pretty excited with 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 the lineup there. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Hmm. I'm surprised actually we didn't see anything from like um. And I know, think like Stalker no, Two. I, I kind nice. of do. Yeah, there were some other ones like that, but then you know, again, this comes back to around to what I'm saying. You know, it's a it's a it's a it's a preference thing for sure. But Stalker being an Xbox aligned game that is timed exclusive obviously it's a game pass game as well like you know you start getting into that territory of like oh do we put that in this sort of show or do we have to have a hard cut off line mm. of first party studios you know i think i think it's kind of interesting i yeah. don't i don't know what that does to the dynamic once you start because i think if you do open that gate then it's like we might as well turn this from a 40 minute show to an hour minutes and 20 because we can put atomic heart in and stalker in and party animals and all these other games do you know what i mean like once they flag and now it's not really a first party show yeah yeah so i mean i I understand the difficulty but because for sure as an xbox aligned game it would be nice to see some more gameplay for that um especially one that's likely to be exclusive for a long period of time due to the you know the unfortunate circumstances that the gsc world you know the devs of the team have found themselves in yeah yeah so I wanted to, I, I kind of, I, they've got like a chunk of text here about each game. I just, I kind of wanted to quickly talk about them. You know, I, I could hear that you had particular interest around Redfall, and as do I, I'm sure the audience does as well. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we had a big breakdown, by the way, last week, just for anybody who's listening around um, uh, an interview that came out last week. Loads of big details in there. If you're interested in kind of listening to a breakdown of that, we've I've got that timestamp from last week's episode if you wanted to go and have a listen. But I'm like, you know, to follow up on what Tim said about loot, you know, for example, one of the things they said that stuck in my mind was like a double barrel shotgun that had like what was it, a 10% chance to like spark a UV flash as the bullets went out. So yeah. it, it kind of gives you an idea of kind of, uh, th- I think there is, that that's a good sign to me. Like that's a good level of like intricacy Mm-hmm. at a base level of like of kind of loot design because it you know affects different factions and you know different effects and things like that i think that's that's a good starting point but i'm with you i want to see more so this is what they've said to quote about what's being showed redfall the minds behind dishonored and prey arcane austin will show several minutes of gameplay from their upcoming fps the developer direct sorry the developer underscore direct will reveal single or multiplayer gameplay showing more of how you and your friends can take down bloodthirsty vampires and on the picturesque island of redfall massachusetts fans can expect to learn more about combat customization bosses the open world and more i feel like there's some very they're very selective with their language in this chunk of text yeah definitely (laughs) Uh, the bosses thing is actually interesting because yeah um yeah we haven't really seen anything like that and i feel like that's quite a key part of a game like that um you know you you don't want your bosses to just be fucking bullet sponges with ad with like waves of ads because that shit's just boring um you know you you like them to have some some form of mechanic some form of like working together to get this boss down you know whether it's like someone distracting it and shooting from different angles or or like you know or 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 even it's just a case of like you you know you wear it down with a certain type of ammo and then someone in your team needs to have like a steak weapon to like get it while it's staggered or, or something like that it'd be interesting um to see that sort of stuff um yeah for sure 
Yeah, I, I for real think that Redfall has a lot more up its sleeve. Like, I think people are going to be really surprised by what, I like, including us. Like, I think we're going to be really surprised by what they show here because the more and more I hear about it, the more and more I'm like, this isn't, this isn't fitting. I can't pigeonhole this into like a, a you know a conventional genre. Mm-hmm. This isn't. It's kind of like Borderlands, but it's not a Borderlands like. You know, it it's got some Left 4 Dead vibes, but it's definitely not Left 4 Dead. You know, they're on the record saying that that's explicitly not the case um you know it's got some loot elements you know it's like maybe uh, yeah like some borderlands maybe it's got some like destiny elements in terms of the squad play um but it just isn't quite falling into every category and you know i suppose it depends you know how much on that spectrum it is an r it is an immersive sim it is an arcane game um that will heavily influence i think how the game plays and like you said the bosses in particular i think we have seen like maybe one or two of the bosses in like previous gameplays. Just we don't really know what we're looking at. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, that's a funky vampire. <laughs> that's a funky vampire with a flaming head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And by the sounds of it, they're going to play a big part in the the game. The vampire gods, they kept calling them, didn't they? The rooks. That's what they said. And they said there's one vampire in particular that's emulating a day and night cycle, even mm-hmm. though the there's a local eclipse. You know, there's a shroud around the um the island, which is all really interesting. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of scope for some interesting mechanics here, and I yeah. I trust Arcane to have thought of some interesting things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So very excited to see that. But far and away, Redfall is is the thing that I am excited to hear more about. Um, uh, you know, like they've said, combat, customization, bosses, the open world, and more. The only reservation I have here is that they've said, they very specifically said, Arcane Austin will showcase several minutes of gameplay from their upcoming FPS. And we're back to this conversation. Like, what, what's several? Mm-hmm. <laughs> several. Yeah. You're not just showing me three minutes of gameplay. I'm fucking off, are you? There's no way. <laughs> yeah. I'll do more. Not. I need yeah. like a solid five minutes plus. Yeah, I'd definitely say several is. It's under 10 minutes total, I think. But yeah, like, that's right. I think the reason they say several is because it'll be like a cumulative. They'll probably throw in clips as they talk about specific things like right. and stuff like yeah. that rather than just have like a five-minute trailer that they talk over. But I don't really want that. That's the thing. I, I think I want these shows to be like, here's a chunk of gameplay. Mm. Like play it. Like play it and talk me through it. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know. To me, that's the, the most representative um give me an E3 types of showcase you can do. Yeah. Give me an E3. Yeah, that's right. Walking um, down a hallway, so I mean, and, <laughs> yeah. Comment on every single thing in the environment. There's a but look at the butterflies. Wow, you're gonna be jealous of this gun I found. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, I hear something. Better crouch. Better crouch our way up there. <laughs> yeah. No one plays like this. Yeah, for the start whispering. Yeah, start whispering. Yeah. So they can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, we're always just talking about dicks, right? Sprinting around, shooting yeah. stuff. Like that's the average game. Like, <laughs> like literally, yeah, that's it. Um. And so, I, like, you know, if you're interested, dear listener, several, according to a brief Google search, is more than two, but not many nice that clears things up if there's not more than two minutes of gameplay i'm going i'm gonna kick off if there's one minute 59 yeah it's over your boy's gonna fucking burn the place to the ground <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm hoping for five minutes of solid gameplay i don't want 
little snippets chopped in because it just doesn't give a sense. Like that's just adding to more of what we already have seen. Like, yeah, you can show off like a little bit of me shooting a boss and stuff, but I want to see a chunk because that's going to really help, especially with like an open world type game. Do you know what I mean? It, you can't get a sense of it until you're like actually walking around and exploring it properly for like a solid amount of time. So yeah. that's my biggest hope for Redfall. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess the other thing here, and sorry, I know if you're not, if, if you're listening, you're not interested in Redfall. I'm really sorry about that. This is, you know, this is our, this is our jam for the show. But the other thing that they've said is that they'll, they'll be revealing, um, single and multiplayer gameplay. And so I kind of wanted to ask you what you kind of thought that like means for what I don't know, like, it just, it seems like a pointless, it says they're going to show off single and multiplayer gameplay. Like specifically, they say those words, um, and it just seems like a pointless distinction to be like, "This is somebody playing by themselves," <laughs> yeah. and now this is somebody playing with their friends. Like I, I don't know. Like, okay. I do. I do think I they know. do have to have one uh, like both though, because otherwise, people, if you if you show it only in a co-op light and only playing with other people and friends, people will naturally think of that game as a co-op experience and just be like well i can't buy this if i don't have friends to play it with you know like it sounds stupid but that's why you do have to show it from both perspectives and and really clarify to the person that it's actually single and co-op only and as stupid as it sounds i actually think it's kind of quite it's quite smart for arcane to do that because they they really need to just just drive the point home um and make it really easy to understand that this could be enjoyed from both perspectives um single or or playing with friends um they need to be very clear with their marketing which is they haven't done up until now so it's like clear i think listening to feedback right isn't mm. it of like misunderstanding like they've, they've gathered the community sentiment and they're like oh people think this is like a fucking co-op only left for dead like we need to double down on yeah exactly make sure people don't think that which is a shame because it means that overall we're probably going to get less time of the stuff we want to see because they have to boil it down and be like see look this guy's playing solo and this guy isn't you know (laughs) it's like well great can you show us more of what we actually want to see they they really have to like so we're probably seeing less as a result of it but because they have to show it from both perspectives um but, yeah. to the normies yeah bunch of yeah to the fucking smooth brains yes yeah, right are you telling me that everybody who get like everybody who's going to play this game doesn't have an xbox podcast a week later? like is that what you're telling me because that's that's ridiculous you know why would you not at this point it's so easy to cash in on <laughs> yeah uh okay minecraft legends tim this is weird this is weird this is really weird <laughs> do you know what they said about this game they said mojang will showcase an insider's look into the pvp multiplayer experience in minecraft legends what pvp i want to see pve i want to know what the game is I know. first <laughs> yeah can i see the main loop of your game please before you show off the fucking side piece i, I think you know i think there is actually more gameplay out there than you think um i haven't seen it i've seen like little bits but my understanding is that there's like if you wanted to find that information you could um but i am with you like in terms of a what's been shown at a showcase um i don't feel like it's been made that clear what minecraft legends is (laughs) 
No. Yeah, and I wouldn't have even thought it would have PvP, but I guess it does. I guess Maybe it's like, like a Halo Wars matchmaking sort of scenario. Maybe, but also what if you could get invaded? That would actually be kind of hype. <laughs> I think... like I, kind I, of fun. The game is, I straight up think that that could be a thing just invade um, the because there's like west. nether portals yeah because there's like nether portals mm. and i bet it could be a thing where you just you build up your army and then you like invade into someone else's world and you try and you know having said that maybe that's a bit unfriendly for what like minecraft is i don't know yeah. and if you die you have to go and pick up all your loot otherwise you lose it forever yeah just yeah really copying we... the souls formula <laughs> you gotta go and pick up all your pork chops from your pigs that died um, but I'm with you Routine. though an invasion mechanic does sound quite fun definitely could be kind of cool and it's nothing no. that's been done before in those sort of games as well um, mm. but it's, it's new not that I know of yeah 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 okay uh, yeah next Next up is Forza Motorsport, really, which, you know, like we said, uh, you know, the the last time we heard this at a release date of spring 2023, which is, you know, rapidly coming up and we've heard nothing. So, you know, either we've got a delay on the cards or we've got, and, you know, let's be frank, usually, I, I you know, I think turn 10 are the same, but usually between Playground and turn 10 with all the Forza games, they announce it and the game's out in like a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll just um, see a lot of gameplay. I don't think we'll get a delay. I just think they'll be like, here it is. We forgot to show it. But yeah, it's coming out in like two months. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's worth mentioning as well here. I remember seeing about this, but I forgot to mention it. That, that on the blog, it doesn't say anything about release dates, but on the German version of the blog, it says that we'll be getting gameplay and release dates. So oh. just an interesting little thing. I, I expect all of the, I expect Forza, Minecraft and Redfall to all get release dates. Oh, okay. Um, I was literally about, that was this... my next question to you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. I... I'd be really surprised if they didn't. I think that'd be silly. I think that would kind of good would be the whole point of a show like this to, you know, put that line in the sand. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I mean, I don't know if I have much to say about Forza. You know, we know they've re- kind of rebooted the game. I think reports were that they were trying to like work in an actual story to Forza. Don't know how that'll work. Because the story of elements, the, the story elements in like Forza Horizon were always like, pretty pretty dire (laughs) like you know it's never like properly trying to but you know there was like some pretty questionable voice acting i think sometimes between some of the people you were speaking to and um but you know maybe they're doing that maybe maybe tim they're going to announce uh a second arcade mode with forza motorsport how about that where you drive around in your real cars on funky tracks and it's going to be Forza Motorsport Lego edition and you pick up you pick up blocks of Lego and you throw them around and I you like Lego races? Gonna... Did you play Lego races? No, I haven't. Mm. I think they're probably going to mm. keep that over to the Horizon franchise for like wacky fun dlcs and playgrounds and stuff like that and like custom games i think they're going to keep that horizon and they're going to keep forza motorsport very racing sim um 
very serious. You like cars, you buy this game. Rather than forces yeah. like you like cars, but you also like to have a wacky old time. Sometimes here's a, here's a bit of a playground for you to play in. You know, like, here's Mexico. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think anything like that's going to happen. I think it'll be. No, you're probably right. Simmy. I do think Xbox do need to be careful with like fatigue around this franchise, though. Like for real. Um, like a lot of Forza, you know, a lot of Forza. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Like you said, I am excited to pick my draw, draw off of, up off the floor um, with, the, with the reveal. Doesn't do anything for me personally. And, and it's good, you know, we, we don't say this enough, but it is good that this is a genre that Xbox leads in. Xbox leads the car sim genre, and it's kind of not really close. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, um, I'm excited to see more. And... Um, yeah, it's gonna look fucking stunning, and yeah, I'm I'm very excited. For Maybe sure. I'll do a couple races. Maybe who knows? Maybe I will. Maybe. And last of all, I was gonna say not least, but you know, I think honestly, it is, it is least. That's fine. <laughs> um, is that the Elder Scrolls Online is gonna have a uh, 2023 major chapter update, including the latest regions of Tamriel. To- to become playable in ESO, as well as a major new feature coming in the game's biggest update this year. Major new feature. Cool. The developer direct will be immediately followed by the full standalone ESO chapter reveal event hosted by Zenimax Online Studios, which will provide uh, all the in-depth details ESO players will be keen to know. So, good, pretty cool. I reckon this must be actually quite a big feature. I've known maybe there's more buzz in like the subreddits and the communities about what this is, but I think mm. this must be a pretty big deal if they're like putting it in the show like this yeah definitely um oh man uh eso is big it's still very big and people love the yeah. the expansions i think they do a very good job with their expansions so um i'm 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 not surprised it has like a place here i i do agree that it it's a bit weird seeing it in that top like five of like opening up 2023 um but i think it's still pretty big and like you said this must be a pretty requested feature that people have been waiting on for a long time um as well as a brand new expansion and area and stuff like that so yeah no it's it's cool it's exciting i i always i always get excited when i see eso trailers and i'm like i should go back and play this and i'm like i yeah it's not really doing it for me <laughs> but i always want to go back and play it yeah 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 Totally with you. It's it's absolutely one of those sorts of games. I mean, because like the Elder Scrolls universe is like you know Tamriel is very close to the, the two of us. I think most people, most kids, you know, kids, most people our age, you know, played Elder Scrolls. Uh, I suppose it's been such a long running franchise, but but you know, particular Oblivion and Skyrim were the two that made the series go mainstream. I think that would be fair to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't. There were such big gaps, you know, between the franchises the elder scrolls online is like the only thing you get like a taste and so it's nice to like you know see those reveals and be like oh wow you know this is such a cool world it's not quite lord of the rings but it's you know it's not quite something more goofy yeah you know like fucking harry potter or something it's like somewhere in the middle it's kind of cool and it's like kind of got a bit of sci-fi to it sometimes as well and it's it's just a very very cool universe so yeah i'm with mm-hmm. you it's always cool to see it and Maybe maybe the major feature, Tim, will be a, an engine shift to Unreal Engine 5 where all the combat will feel so much better. Maybe it's a combat overhaul. How about that, eh? Yeah. Could be. be pretty cool. Probably not. No. But... <laughs> um, 
yes so i i guess so that's all the games um i guess the last thing i wanted to cover about the showcase was like uh, is what's announced him to be at the show the only other inkling we have of what might be there is game pass games They're like, oh wow what a bolt what a brave bet from deck well like you know obviously yeah they're going to show some game pass stuff um but or make an announcement for the month you know uh the only reason i say that is because they had the the xbox wire um blog post uh, a couple of days ago uh that you know said monster Hunter rise is coming this month persona 3 portable and persona 4 persona 4 g golden i can't remember yeah g golden is. but there's a g there yeah okay and as part of the blog post they said we're just getting warmed up and we'll be back soon with more games more perks and more news uh you know to me that sounds like is the rest of the game pass lineup for the month you know? yeah plus we might get like a trailer for like atomic heart or something like that you know coming like february yeah. this is a um, real yeah 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 exactly mm-hmm. i'd like valheim personally drop that drop that ah that's That'd be great it's not coming it's not coming this half of the year. Maybe this half of the year. But yeah, it is. Not. They said it's this first half. Oh, it's the first, first half. half it's a console. Oh, okay. All right. mm-hmm. Well, I don't have fucking time to play Valheim. Um, and it looks exciting, but... Why not? Because all the other fucking games coming out. And Valheim is such a slow game. <laughs> it's such a slow, like, you really need to spend so much time in a game like this. All right. I mean, next time, just say you don't want to play with me. You know, they'll save my feelings. No, That's no, fine. no. Like, I'll play it on, like, a peer offline with other people. <laughs> don't sniff into the mic like that, dude. We've got audio <laughs> listeners. <laughs> oh, That's horrible. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, so yeah right okay so this is this is in terms of the stuff that's not announced like you know before we when this was leaked before i think we had a little conversation about it maybe it was on uh you know messenger or whatever but you know it's like was zenimax rumored to be there maybe they'll show their new ip i think that was always a bit of a risk like a bold yeah. thing to say but like my what i'm asking you here is do you think there is something they're going to show off here that they're not they're not telling us about you know is is there an under promise and over deliver approach coming here or you think they might sneak in like a title screen or something like that Ooh, like a maybe maybe yeah or just maybe be like Zenimax's one more next thing. project and then you you hear it's like a it's just like a black screen and like the sound of a lightsaber or like a gun shooting <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is so high on the mandalorian copium yeah i mean potentially but my bets are probably no um but there could be a potential like we're also working on this and then it just like gives us like a title screen or something like that or it just gives us like a locale and it's like what's that what is that it's it's, it's sandy is that tatooine what is that yeah (laughs) yeah is that moss icely let's go there (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah for sure uh i think that's really interesting because like it does is this whole thing of like do we do we uh you know uh uh, over no under promise over deliver you know that's great but does that set expectations that every time we do a developer direct and we make a list of things that are going to be there people think there's going to be one secret extra thing you know it's this whole Mm, true this whole thing true um 
So I think the safest, best thing they could do is just end the show and be like, we know you're all excited to hear about Starfield. We know you're disappointed, absolutely heartbroken, sobbing on your hands and knees on the floor that it was not here. However, yeah. don't worry. Watch the Super Bowl yeah. or like, you know, or we'll have a developer direct like, in April. And they'll be like, don't worry because it's available midnight tonight. <laughs> you can start pre-installing <laughs> it. it now. Yeah. Haven't booked tomorrow off for work? Don't care. This is this is good. Yeah. We've called a PR win. <laughs> every single we've traced every single person from their IP address <laughs> that owns an Xbox, and we've personally called your work and paid for a day off tomorrow. You're welcome. <laughs> Starfield yeah. releases midnight. Just off off screen, you just hear like that's that's a data breach. That's a data breach. <laughs> yeah. That's a what? Yeah. It was so just what? Dead, like handcuffed behind stage. Yeah, his, his eyes are like darting at the camera and back off, like off camera. And he's like, "It's a date. It's a, it's a bait. It's a bait. A peach. It's uh, <laughs> it's over. a crete. A teach. Oh yeah. Cut through. <laughs> Cut through. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I think that's probably the best, safest thing we could get for a, you know, like a one more thing. But you know, if we're really, 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 really super duper uber lucky, then maybe they say, uh, you know, and also, here's Ninja Theory have been working hard since coming back from the holidays, and they've got a little something to show you, and we get like you know, small slice of gameplay, forty five seconds, cuts to a release date, no, holiday twenty twenty three. Bang! Xbox has got a big year. Forza, Redfall, Starfield, Hellblade. This is one of the best years Xbox has ever had. Ah! And then all our heads explode. And then an Xbox Oreo rolls down our shoulders. So I never get to and play. And it Phil Spencer games. comes along. Phil Spencer <laughs> comes along, and in each of us individually, and he picks up the Xbox Oreos and he puts them over our eyes. And ships us off on a like a ethereal boat to the Xbox Afterlife. <laughs> it's like Karen's coin. Do you get it? it was yeah, a, I get it. It was a, it was a Hellblade yeah, reference. It's like it was a Nordic reference yeah. to Hellblade. Yeah, I got it. I it was, was quite good really on the spot. I mean, honestly, <laughs> no, that was a proper deep dive into your fucking brain. I did not need to. <laughs> I was quite proud of myself on that one. All right, should we move on to? <laughs> yeah, let's move on to the end of the show, shall we? That better be a TikTok. All right, well, yeah, we've got a couple. Of, you know, I've got a couple more show. Uh, I've got a couple more stories, but I, I don't really feel the need to go over all of them. So I'm just going to go over some of the important stuff here because I know we're coming up to two hours. Um, but Tim, this is really important. I couldn't not cover this. Uh, in a report from VGC Video Game Chronicle, some of the key talent behind Microsoft's Forza Horizon series has left has, has left Xbox's Playground Games to form a new AAA development studio called Maverick Games. Did you hear about this in the week? I didn't. No. No. Uh, so it seems like five. It seems like five. They're not many. You know, five. It's like a, like a two hundred person team or something. Um, like five people have left, including. I, I'm pretty sure the creative lead maybe the studio director mike brown has has left um to form the studio it doesn't seem that there's any bad blood or anything they just wanted to go and do their own thing um but for sure it does sting a bit 
like you know it's not the first time we've heard about Leeds leaving a game like you know we've heard a similar thing happen with Avowed you know supposedly it was a couple of years ago now um I think something happened with Everwild as well you know the initiative Mm. and it it does sting when you hear this I think for the most part it's normal I think we can typically agree that you know staff rotating in and out is normal but it's distressing I think when you see a lot of these teams go off and they're they, they announce their independence and it's like god damn it like why Maybe it's too soon for Xbox to make any sort of partnership, but like Xbox know these people do well with the Xbox hardware in a Microsoft environment, you know, and and they do good work as a team. Like letting them go from their team, but or or you know, not keeping their team as part of it, you know, Xbox Game Studios just seems like a, a damn shame, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of a shame. And it also makes you think that, like, was this project, like, pitched to Xbox as well? And Xbox were like, nah. Like, we... Make Forza. Know, yeah, they were just like, <laughs> yeah, make, make Forza, make fucking Fable. And they were just like, uh, we, we have you working on so much else, um, you know? So it kind of forced their hand that if they if they wanted to do this personally, they really believed in this this project they wanted to do xbox weren't behind it for whatever reason you know that they they genuinely just they had to go so low to to sort of make it happen um that's right yeah um yeah it's 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 always a shame um to see but like you said there's probably no bad blood and it's probably just a case of you know they they wanted their independence and they you know maybe maybe they didn't want this under the xbox umbrella they wanted to just do it under their own studio and be independent you know it's, right. it could just be completely personal preference you know for all this sort of stuff so yeah and you ultimately you know you can't force people to stay if they want to go off and do their own thing then yeah. so be it and you know money's not everything like you say that's it yeah and you know like you say um maybe they just maybe they were just kind of done with forza you know maybe they wanted to go over to the fable team but but they couldn't, you know. Uh, you know. Ultimately, I don't think it's a, it's a big deal, but you know, you can't help but look at it and be like, "God damn it!" You know, it, it reminds me of um, Moon Studio with Ori. Uh, slightly different, obviously, because they weren't a first-party studio, but they were an Xbox aligned studio. You know, releasing Ori and Ori Two exclusive to Xbox for at least a you know a long period of time before they eventually got ported to Switch. Um, and that team's now making like a AAA action RPG, like, like Diablo style sort of game. Mm. And you just know that game's going to be good. Um, and ultimately, you know, you can't force them to work with you on an you know, exclusivity level. If they want to keep multiplayer, then they're going to do that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I sometimes get the sense that Microsoft doesn't try hard enough to retain talent uh, with, with studios that they have a, a marked success rate with, you know? Yeah, yeah, potentially. I mean... I'd like to think that more money was offered and incentives were offered here. I don't think it was a case of just being like, oh, all right, yeah, bye. <laughs> you know, yeah, but yeah. sometimes, like you said, it, it's not about the incentives. It's not about the money. It's it's about a personal project. It's about what they want to they what they want to undertake. Maybe they they don't like being under the big corporate umbrella, and they're like, you know, Microsoft might very yeah. well approve this game, but we still want to do it independently. You know, there's just a different yeah. vibe about it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I can totally understand that. You know, I think it's just... It, it definitely does contrast to some of the per- 
purchases that Xbox has made, you know, studios that they have worked with on like a you know second party, you know, people call it a second party basis. Um, you know, one example is um under labs with state of decay and it's like man like that you know again it comes down you know you can't force studios to be purchased ultimately but like undead labs um can made some conceptually very unique games but ultimately they've kind of always underperformed i feel mm. um even if the first day of decay was their de- debut game I, th- I think it was um you know in the state of decay 2 underperformed again whereas some of the like moon over moon studios overperformed with the first story overperformed with ori 2 like 90 on open critic game of the year contender you know is one of the best games of the xbox one generation full stop like exclusive exclusives you know um so it just feels like sometimes the decision making is a bit wonky there but you know maybe it, like you said it is just the case microsoft is just a massive massive company there's lots of red tape there's lots of bureaucracy there and people just want to be out of that and no amount of money is really going to change that mm-hmm. exactly yeah it's a big deal to yeah. a lot of people yeah exactly all right then so i suppose um we will nip down to the final story for the show today and it is around google and nvidia raising concerns around activision blizzard tim you thought you got away with it you thought we'd gone two hours without talking about it your soul your soul was feeling enlightened and full of energy and light and fluffy no get back down there (laughs) sit down shut up we're talking about abk (laughs) oh what (laughs) you only booked me for two hours i'm out yeah no we're on my turn don't worry about it um all right no, I, I mean honestly there, there isn't all that much to say but you know the, the headline that came out of bloomberg um was uh, uh google and nvidia joined sony in raising issues around um activision's microsoft deal and expressed their concern to the ftc um you know we we've heard from a lot of publishers that they don't really have a problem overall with the acquisition uh but ultimately these are two companies which are not surprised you know i'm not surprised that they are averse to this okay <laughs> google stadia even what was it they fucking they said something i think around the bethesda um it was either in an interview or as a comment to a regulator around the bethesda acquisition that they were like ah oh, you know when they, when they announced that they were closing down, they are like, man, in this environment of purchases, we just can't compete. Yeah. You know, even though it, it had nothing to do, the Bethesda actions had nothing to do with uh, them shutting down. Like, it was just such a ridiculous... Also, in uh, dead, it's Google. Like, what do you mean? It's you fucking could, Google. You could buy yeah. whatever the <laughs> fuck you want, probably quite similar yeah. to Microsoft could, if you wanted. That's right. Like, what the hell? It's just one of the Microsoft is just investing in Xbox, whereas Google clearly were not investing in Stadia that much. You know, they wanted to get it out the door as a minimal viable product, really, and just see how they got on. They really only had one hit, I think, didn't they? They had New World. Um, mm. And that was kind of it. Uh, they had that other, like, mobile-like game, which died, and they shut the dev team down, like, within a year of the game coming out. Um, and now they're just selling shit off. You know, it's it's really sad. So, you know, not only that, Google and Microsoft have had like a historic bad relationship. You know, in one example, uh, recent one, you know, we cast our mind back to the, the Epic versus uh, Apple case. You remember that shit? Mm-hmm. And then the 
uh, ensuing Epic versus Google case due to how Apple and Google were, you know, siphoning profits from purchases made through their Play and App Stores, respectively. Uh, Microsoft sided with Epic. Um, and I don't just mean that, like, you know, sentimentally, you know, they went on the record to regulators and they were like, yep, yeah, no, we're with Epic here. Uh, we are disincentivized to try and compete in the mobile space because the profits we make are just going to disappear. You know, mm -hmm. the overhead, just, just just Google and Apple will get most of it. And that's there's not up for negotiation. And ultimately, I think in these, I don't think there's much of it left ongoing. I think someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, 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 Apple ended up winning the case with like a small concession. I can't remember what that small concession was. Um, and maybe it was the same with Google as well. But, you know, point being, Microsoft publicly sided with with Epic yeah, there, so them. you know yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised to see Google be like, "Oh yeah, for sure." Bad Our line. already dead Stadia is really going to suffer more, you know, <laughs> at the hands of this APK acquisition. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, I think it just comes down to a bit of petty sort of bad blood there. Um, yeah, I think at, at at this point, Stadia and Google they. They've, they've cut their losses in the gaming industry. They're just doing it solely, yeah, because of bad blood. Yeah. God, they just did not stick in there very long, did they? No. It was a shame. I was, really I was just free to see water. another competitor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, we've, we've had, like, there are big players in the tech industry that have just, like, it's just been pathetic to see how risk-averse they've been, you know, Google and, and Amazon, the two yeah. of them. They like um, they they weren't even willing to take like a couple years of like losses or a few years of losses. They were literally it was like one year. They were like, we made a loss, we out, we out, homie. We yeah. can't do this. It's just like, what? Come on! Like Xbox were taking a yeah. loss for a long time, weren't they? Before they still really yeah, started right. turning yeah. around, and I'm sure Sony had a period like that too. Um, yeah. Like it's just just fucking stick in there, man. Show some grit. Yeah. That's absolutely it, yeah. And I think, you know, there is, I know it's a bit off topic a little bit, but like, I think it does demonstrate that kind of difference between the way some modern games are going with this kind of, you know, like free-to-play, low barrier to entry, mobile game kind of approach versus like the traditional full price purchases because i think you know spinning up triple a develop your own triple a development teams is lengthy expensive you know mm. uh, such a slim margin of error you know uh because you've got to make good games and then you've got to get the platform in people's hands and if all of those things don't coalesce and come together you end up with a with a flop mm. um so tricky tricky business yeah definitely. the other side of this tim is nvidia of course, um, I suppose, uh, you know, uh, running in parallel to the Epic versus Google deal, Microsoft also voiced concerns around NVIDIA's 40 billion acquisition of ARM. If you, I had to look this up myself. If you don't know, ARM is kind of like a CPU developer and manufacturer, a processing uh, unit manufacturer. Mm -hmm. um, and it ended up in them abandoning the merger due to competition concerns and pushback from regulators, particularly the CMA, by the way. I'll just put that out there. They, they did their phase one report and the video were like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> They're going to give us so much grief. <laughs> they, they just pulled out of the oh, acquisition really? the merger. But 40 billion, 40 billion, like is... Jeez. You know? Yeah. Uh, and not only that, NVIDIA, of course, I think are the only real 
you know, arguably, um, cloud streaming competition to xCloud with uh, GeoForce Now. Um, yeah. I know very little about this service, but I know people report it's very good. Yeah, people report it's very it's good, good, very little latency. Yeah. Um, like the best out there at the moment, you know, Xbox xcloud has its benefits of being game pass included and you know um the whole cross play between you know pick up and play between consoles and pc and xcloud and you know the servers are pretty good but you know we've heard general i've heard geoforce now is very very good so nvidia have a very strong incentive to be like we don't want xbox to have this over our heads that they could just stop letting call of duty be available on On GeoForce now, <laughs> or yeah. GeoForce Play, I can't remember what it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it completely makes sense. Yeah, there's just some direct competition there, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Both of those make sense, and yeah, I mean, it's not it's not a good look either because those are some pretty big, um, pretty big companies, you know, going against going against the deal. Um, you know, it's it's that that sort of stuff does make a difference on 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 the deal going through you know when companies like this start to voice their uh their opinions on it that's for sure so yeah. and um you know just to just to pull that thread a little bit more when i read the i, I read as much of the article as i could it's really annoying because all of bloomberg stuff is like behind a paywall so i just have to like get i have just have to like inference what other people are commenting and like it's really annoying but anyway my understanding is that um, the way that the title was phrased was a little bit strong. Surprise, surprise, you know, that they, they weren't necessarily joining Sony. Like NVIDIA mm-hmm. was like, um, didn't actively oppose the deal, but they feel that there are some concerns in terms of how slippery the slope is with it. Yeah. Um, same with Google, you know, so they're raising, you know, they're not, act- because of course, we've got to remember that when these big companies, if they are, if they, if there's an overlap between, uh you know the rationale for concerns around the abk deal and then any any other future deals they try and make it's a bad look to regulate it's like well why were you concerned about it when xbox was doing it but you're not concerned about it when you're doing it Mm. kind of sus bro yeah so especially with uh nvidia having a history of wanting to make massive acquisitions at, at 40 billion you know similar in scope to abk True. So you know, it's not a, it's not a death sentence at all for the deal. Um, you know, it's a couple of rivals essentially being like, "Yeah, well, this could negatively impact us." Obviously, um, depending on how they treat it. So once again, fishing for more concessions. I think you know, I think we are due to hear more from the CMA shortly. The FTC, I don't know if you saw, like pushed their decision back to like the the court dates are August. Hmm really fuck's sake and like you know microsoft i I think at that point microsoft don't care like the deals they're pushing the deal through like if if the regulators if they can get regulators to agree to concessions they're going to put it through i think we spoke about this before but they can they can put the deal through without ftc's consent uh they're just suing they're just trying to sue them around competition concerns like if they get the deal go th- if the deal goes through with the regulators and they confirm it and then if the FTC win in court, which I still think is really unlikely, then that's another conversation. Like they might be forced to sell it off, but I think Microsoft are that confident that the FTC are just pissing them around to try and make yeah. a disincentive for the big tech to to do this sort of thing. 
which is fair enough in the grand scheme of things. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I think their focus is now just on on the EU. Uh, well, I, you know, there are uh, all the regulators around the world. So mm-hmm. when that comes around, we'll see. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Yes. Is it a little bit interesting? Yeah. <clears throat> all right, then. Tim, we're done here. Buddy O. Um, Buddy O. Let's uh, hit that. Let's hit that jingle and let's let's get out of here. I didn't I didn't ask anyone to like the video fucking once. Shit. If you're still here, everyone, please hit the like button. We'll, we'll run out of, you know, we'll run out of money. <laughs> Do you know, please. Tim, we've made I think we've made 11p on the on the Quick Cuisine podcast from seriously the audio. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty big, man. Where it am I getting more, my 15p now? Where where am I getting my cut. 6p cut for that? <laughs> um you're taking 5p you know uh i'll give you i'll give you 3p and i'll take the other 14 13 oh no yeah that's not that still doesn't make sense you said 11p whatever that's no then i upped it to 16 it doesn't matter uh, anyway does it really it does 25 percent cut <laughs> it's a lot of money dude um Anyway, yeah, like the video, guys. Uh, that'd be great if you enjoy what we do. Consider subscribing. We will be back next week, probably. Uh, follow us on Twitter, um, where Tim retweets all of my good tweets. I do. Um, yes. Uh, and we will see you on the flippity flip. Catch you in a bit. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.